This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Off and running on a Monday. What's up, boys and girls? Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book of props.com production. He's Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralt. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. And we're back after a wonderful weekend. How are you, Dave? Lot to get to today. Man, you're fired up. You're yelling already. I'm, 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 I'm a little bit nervous where you're going with everything. I heard some stuff going on in the background. Don't start this slap stuff. All this other crap. Start slapping people. We're gonna start slapping people around. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> gonna slap the shit out of somebody first thing in the morning. Let's hey, go. This place slaps. All this. This is. It's great because slap has become kind of a lingo for a lot of things, like in the sports gambling world. And I'm like, oh no, how many how many people are gonna use this slap thing today? Like, oh, the meme is literally every other tweet. Yeah, every yeah, other tweet. It's too much. It's, it's just already. it's already too much. I saw someone today say I might have to mute Will Smith and Chris Rock today. It yeah. might it might have to happen. I don't blame anybody who does it because it's literally wall to wall. It is. I often say this in radio. I say this a lot. That are there certain sport stories that cross over into the to the soccer mom lane, and I don't mean that to be a derogatory term. I mean that into like somebody who doesn't care about sports is now heavily involved in this. Yeah. This is this is the sports world going into the soccer mom lane. Like normally we don't really go into the Oscars and now we're in the Oscars lane. <laughs> like yeah. every sports show in America is having this conversation. ESPN's having this conversation about what happened last night. We're in the entertainment world. We're normally there in our world. We're in their world now. Real or not real? In I, your I, mind. I know this grandma came in today from her side and I was already up. And she said, you know, David, did you hear? Did you see this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw it. You know, she's like, did you think that was real? And I was like, oh, and then I saw the first thing on our little rundown thing. And I was like, everybody's talking about everyone. Literally. I don't care if it was real or not. It happened. He hit him. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. It looked every time I watch it, it's like I was literally at dinner. And uh, one of the girls said, did you hear what just happened at the Oscars? I'm like, no, I'm having pizza. I know what happened. Get on your Twitter and see. And I was like, oh, no, what just happened? Um, I mean, it looked real to me. I don't know. Was it staged? I don't think. No, I don't know. Will Smith. Went his whole career without swearing in any of his songs. That was like his big calling card. I don't need to swear to sell records. Dropped like four F-bombs last night. 
straight yeah. up screaming <laughs> out of your out of your bleeping mouth. Yeah. F bomb, yeah. F bomb, yeah. F bomb, yeah. straight up at Chris Rock. No, that was not a staged situation. That I was think so. No, I think it was real. It was real emotion, real tears. I just I feel like I got slapped in the face because Will Smith won the Oscar for King Richard. Like, did you see that movie? I have not yet. No. Okay. I've watched a lot of movies in my life. I, I like to like my spidey sense goes off sometimes when it comes to really good movies or good performances. I normally have a pretty good feel. I did not see every movie, all 10 that were nominated. I didn't see every best picture. I didn't see every performance, but I did see that movie. And at no time did I ever come away thinking that Will Smith was going to win the Oscar for being Richard in uh, Richard Williams. Oh, really? I think you're in the minority there. I heard a lot of people say that after after that movie. It's Bagger Vance 2.0. He's already played the character. Like, I was like, I've seen this character before from Will Smith. This is like, I, I literally, I was on a plane, flying, watched the whole thing. I got off and I was like, yeah, all right. It was an okay movie. And like, that's when you're like locked in on a movie and there's no distractions and you're just watching the film. Oh, and I love just, watching movies on planes. Me too. It's that's, great. It's so fun because you have the headphones in and you're just, because even when you go to a movie theater, like you've got distractions and you don't, you're not having that like central overload of just the film that you're watching. He was good. The movie was good. I was more impressed with the with the young women that were acting with him personally. thought they carried the whole movie, to be quite honest. He was mm. good, but... I don't know. I didn't come away like I wasn't blown away by Will Smith's performance as Richard Williams. It was it was good. Movie was good. Story was amazing. I mean, the story of where Venus and Serena came from. Incredible. Right. Beyonce's performance to open up the Oscars was amazing. She went to Compton to shoot that amazing all yellow performance in a rock that like was the size of this on her finger, which was like incredibly oh. like my biggest diamond I've ever seen in my life. Somebody having on, but it's Beyonce. So it's no shock. I don't know. I, I was surprised by the whole thing and Man, it's going I used to be to watch the Oscars every year. That was like mm-hmm. my mom's thing. My mom had an Oscars party one year. Oh, nice. So, you know, we did the red carpet on the, on the path on the way. Oh, the house, cool the thing. Nice. And so she loved it. She loved movies. She still does. Um, and so I kind of, I love movies too. And I used to watch it all the time. I didn't even know it was on last night. Mm. I mean, like we're so immersed in sports and like mm. nothing has popped so much. Like, I mean, I see movies with the kids, like little Consig is the best. She loves mm. movies. She's my little movie partner. And so we'll Kanto took her home to grab me for the best animated film. Oh, I heard. I heard. I, I still haven't watched the whole thing. She's been really, yeah. Yeah, oh, where's yeah. Bruno? So it's good that, stuff. That's it's good stuff. She's been asking me that for 24 hours. <laughs> the song. Everybody was mad about the song. I don't know. There's, it's it's great. It's I don't know. That that's a good film. Although yeah. I will say this: this new idea of like launching movies on Disney Plus, it makes it way easier for us to watch the film as a family to go to watch it. Madeline and I to watch the movie together when it's on. Like Red Panda got dropped. Was yep. was released. We just watched that. Yep. Uh, but it does. It is a little bit of a different experience. I will say that watching it at home than watching it in a film in a, in a, in a theater with a big, huge screen and all the sounds and everything else. Because we saw Sing Two, and I thought I thought Sing Two was better than Encanto. But yeah, I might have been a minority on that. But yeah, <laughs> I, no, I like I Sing did. Two a lot. <laughs> I still prefer to go to the movie theater. Yeah, and I think it brings it more to. It's like going to a game versus watching a game on I TV. Would agree. 
Yeah. Take him to a game. You took her to the Knights game. It's way different than watching way. a game on TV. Yeah. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But look, the only thing I'll say about the slap itself is that everybody I, I was laughing about the mma and boxing community going like damn chris Rock, chris rock's got a chin like he took it like a man like he didn't and then the other side of it is it's like will smith is a big dude and he hits like a baby like he should have walloped like chris rock should have been doing like cartwheels going backwards will smith's like six foot three he's a big boy i'm so impressed with chris rock's ability to just like take it he just went like this bam Oh, wow. He just yep. slapped the shit out of me. And keep going. It took a deep breath. Like, you can see it when you watch it the hundred million times. You're well, watch the it. one thing His when you watch it. clenched. Oh, yeah. But the one thing that I loved about it is that he went, oh, I could. Like, you saw his spider sense kick in. Oh. Like, you saw, like, okay, now I'm going to rip you apart. Yeah. And he went, nope. Not going to do it. I'm yep. Leave it alone. Because he could have gone. Like, if Chris Rock wanted to do his routine on Will Smith. This is the thing that is crazy to me and not to go all into this story, but the crazy thing about this is that everybody is saying that Will Smith was standing up for his wife, right? Hey, this guy insulted his wife. I have a hair condition. Okay. So I, I, I get it. Okay. I've, I've had as 18 years old. My hair has been gray. This color so I'm 18. So I get the idea that like when you have a, a, something in your body that is an autoimmune disease, which I have, you're sensitive to people making fun of it. But no one talked about Amy Schumer ripping on every other male athlete or, or actor out there. I mean, she had a lot of really low blows on the male male actors, but that's part of the gig. It's like that's what the Oscars have become. It's like a roast of Hollywood because of like modern America, typical American person. These are millionaires. These are beautiful people who are gifted the gift of acting and or looks beyond everybody else. So we like taking them down for a night. We laugh at them and it's part of the gig. So Chris Rock's in a comedian. He's up there doing a comedian thing. But Will Smith's background with his wife is really complicated. Like, really. Like, like she cheats on him all the time. And, like, he takes it all the time. Like, this dude, like, and so, like, he's laughing at the joke. If you watch the video, Chris Rock makes the joke about her alopecia, G.I. Jane 2. Chris is seeing Will laugh. His wife doesn't think it's funny. His wife is mad. Camera cuts away. All of a sudden, here comes Will Smith. He charges Chris Rock. Like, that's what got you crazy? Like, that's the thing that threw you off? That whole thing is just, I mean, to me, Chris Rock is going to do a Netflix special, and he's going to do like a 30-minute bit on Will Smith, and it's going to be horrible for Will Smith. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> he's going to take him apart. It's that, That's where in his brain, Chris Rock went, Okay. Uh, no, I'm going to stop. Like he could have gone there and had the open marriage conversation. He could have had the whole, I mean, there's a lot you could get. Will Smith is a target rich environment for a comedian. If he wanted to be right. That's where I gave Chris rock props last night for one, the restraint of not going there and making it even more awkward. And two, taking the punch and not even like blinking or taking the slap and not even really like, being stunned he didn't he even went, do nothing he didn't even wipe his face <laughs> that's down. what everyone said he didn't even rub his face you know he right. wanted to rub his face he didn't even rub his face because he huh. got slapped across the face and he was like yep so he kept on going i was I, i've watched it a bunch of times and like you know and then like i said grandma like she's like well let me see what your video was because i had that video i posted it you know for the, twitter which the was the japanese one or the, the australian yeah, yeah which, which was all yeah the japanese yeah. one which was all unfiltered and yep 
you know, you heard everything. <laughs> and she was like, Oh my God. And I yeah. Said, yeah. That, that wasn't, that wasn't staged. No. And then during the commercial break, Denzel Washington played kind of like, you know, you know, peacemaker trying to keep the guys apart. And Will was crying. And then, I mean, no one's going to remember that he won the Oscar. That's the thing about for his career, for his legacy. No one's going to remember that he won the Oscar. No one's going to remember a thing, a single thing he said during the speech. And it actually bothered me that he went and used Richard Williams as an example. You know, I was playing a character. Art imitates life. I was playing a character of a guy who fiercely defends his family. It's like, what? Like, you just don't bring him into this. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's just it's a cop out for your own behavior. You just assaulted a man on national TV where if I did that, I'm going to jail. I'm getting arrested for doing that. But the police were told, no, Chris Rock does not want to press charges. But I don't know. I, I watched that speech, his acceptance speech, and I was just like, no one's going to buy any of this or even remember any of this. Like, you just tarnished anything you wanted from a legacy standpoint when it comes to this. We're not going to have it at all. So it was. Can we get away just totally yep. from like the the guys or girls ripping everybody? Like, no, it can't happen. It's so old. Like, get more creative. Like, it. Just, I mean, it's funny, but like. Yeah, but Dave, you have to remember something that the Oscars, it, it's a dying. All award shows are dying. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. It's, it's so worthy to watch. So they're already gone. Cool. So now the Oscars are left. Uh, our friend Jared Smith posted a pretty interesting graph. I don't know where he found it, but he posted it on Twitter where the Twitter interaction before the slap was like really tiny. And then after the slap, it literally hockey sticked like insane right. amounts of attention. Right. And that's yeah. why people say, oh, it was staged because they needed something to get the Oscars back into the news. But and, and I can't really retort or, or, or dispute that. There's a lot of probably truth to that, that yeah. there are issues. But award shows need to have that because otherwise, I mean, what are they? I mean, they're just rich people celebrating other rich people. Yeah. And it's it's old. It's <laughs> yeah. just it's I don't know. It's tough. It's it, it definitely it's different. It's tough. It's a it's a unique situation for a lot of people who are who don't have. um I don't know. Like you have to be, I feel like you're either really into the Oscars or you just don't give a crap. Like there's no like wishy-washy. I'm kind of, I'm a rarity. I am kind of wishy-washy on it. I'll watch it if it's on and there wasn't anything else really compelling on, on the opposite side of it. If I was home, I would have been watching it, but I wasn't home and I didn't have any uh, real, you know, dog in the fight. I don't think I know if I saw any of the movies that were actually up for the awards and stuff yet. So I don't know. This I, thing I, is this thing is attacking everything in this room. Hold on, I need to we need to get rid of this cat. Somehow, how did the cat somehow, even get in the room? Because he kicked open the door. Good boy. Hold cat on. kicked open the door. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go on the record and say I think that whole thing was staged. Sorry, my daughter Madeline. is here. Yeah, Madeline. I, I, I think I think that whole thing was staged. It, it was just kind of ironic that Will Smith happened to be in the very front row, you know, and like. You well, know, I he, mean, like, but like they're he, saying he, he undercuts his wife, but the, it's not like too severe, you know, and if it he, was staged, though, Matt, wouldn't the, they have the, practiced the, it? Uh, they probably did. Uh, you know, no, they didn't. I, practice. I know. I know for a fact. I, I know somebody who worked who worked it, who, who says absolutely not. It was not practiced. 
It's just the fact that that like they were, you know, there was news articles before saying that the the ratings for the show are in the toilet. And then and then, you know, this perfect stage is set up for this thing and and then it happens. And now suddenly the whole world's talking about it. You know what I mean? So literally the whole world's talking about it. Yes, it is. The whole world. Literally the whole world is is talking about every single person. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's the thing that everyone's talking about. All right. So Chris Andrews from the South Point is coming on here in about 15 minutes. So let's get to a couple of things here, because amazingly enough, Duke and North Carolina got, got overshadowed by a couple of celebrities slapping each other, slapping one person, slapping the other. (laughs) We have a game in which I asked this question on Twitter and we'll get to it here in a second. But what do you think happens on Saturday from a handle perspective for Duke and North Carolina? We talked about it on Friday. I said, look, it's happening. It's now happening. It was sort of predictable. It wasn't like I was some expert here betting on Duke and North Carolina to win and cover. They both did both won. they both covered and now they're on a collision course to meet for the first time. And you and I were together when we first heard this, because I didn't buy it either when we were sitting with Mr. Lucky and listeners who were at the Circa Eric and Bill. And and it was Derek. I think, yeah, yeah, Derek says, Hey, it's the first time Duke and North Carolina have ever played in the tournament. And I went, wait, what? Yeah. Oh my. Not only is it coach K's last game or last hurrah, Last final four. It's Coach K's revenge game after the apology following the Cameron beatdown. Duke won at Carolina by 20. Duke lost at home to Carolina by 13. The rubber match is in the final four. This game's going to be unbelievable. Couldn't have written a better script. Mm. This thing would have won an Oscar. I mean, seriously. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie. Um, Dare I say, is it too soon to say that both Duke and North Carolina slapped over the weekend? Is that it's probably too soon? No, to say that, right? yeah, they, they they slapped around their opponents. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, Arkansas so was never really that. in the game. <laughs> and then St. Peter's was never in the game. That was ooh, very, very predictable. That was a <sighs> start. It got worse and it never was competitive. It no. was just one of those games. Just you happens. knew that was happening. There was just a mismatch yeah. in every form. It was mismatch in circumstances and talent. And we talked about it. I mean, Carolina was seeing red. It wasn't like they were going to be overlooking St. Peter's. They were going to go through them because they knew to get to Duke, we got to go through you. And they blew up, you know, a gaping hole in the peacock. Yeah. Yeah. That was ugly. Um, I mean, it's going to be a monster. Handle-wise, it's it's great. Usually the final four is such a letdown. And, mm. and like we can ask Chris about this as far as there's only two games. Like it was right. so much fun the first weekend because we had a sheer volume of games and everybody's here and all the excitement and handle is through the roof. Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even into Sunday. This weekend, we got some really good games in some. In, I mean, these are these are the blue bloods of college basketball mm. in the final four, all four, four of them, yep. right? So yeah, so like we got really. I don't know if we got good games, but we got good brands mm. into the final four, into the elite eight. So the games were good. I mean, we were out Saturday. It was still pretty busy. The place was packed. I mean, we were all over the place, and um, everywhere I went was still packed. So it was fun. And now we're gonna get a final four with teams and it's something in storyline to live up to all of it. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, we talked about it and we kind of mentioned it. There's a lot more distractions, things going on in people's lives. This won't be the must watch television 
that like bird and magic was. Well, okay, let's go to that because I asked this question on Twitter. I put up a Twitter poll yesterday because I wanted to kind of see what people's opinions were. Would this game be the most watched game ever in college basketball history? And I was actually kind of surprised at the number of people who answered yes to that question. Hmm. We had 68% of the people, no, 450 votes, 68% said yes, this will be the most watched game in history. Wow. So, so here's a quick lesson on Bird and Magic. 1979. There were three channels in 1979. Three. Three. Okay. You had 24.1, a 24.1 share. There were 225 million people in the United States in 1979. 40 million watched. Bird and Magic. Damn, that's a lot. The last time a Final Four game was on a cable network was 2018. Remember they tried this? Now it's back on a cable network. They're doing this again. They're rotating it around. Mm. So this is now, I believe it's TBS or TNT. Can't remember which one has it, but but this is a cable channel. Villanova was in the Final Four then, like they're in now. Their national championship game was seen by 19 million people. 16 million watched the final four games on a cable network in 2018. Mm. There's no freaking way in hell. Nope. Duke Carolina is touching bird and magic. Wait, it's not on CBS. No, it's got no chance. It's a cable broadcast. 2019 was CBS. The last time CBS had it was 2019. Uh, And then again, during the pandemic, it was CBS as well in 2021. We have, I think, a ballpark. There's no way they're doing a 24.1 share. That, that, that'll never be seen ever no again. No way. Nothing will ever see. One in four TVs in America on one thing. Uh, we have 500 channels. Everybody does. No. Then we're talking about just sheer number of people watching. There's a lot more people in America now, but 100 million more people in America or more, 150 almost. But we're not going to see them all watch a basketball That's game. the bigger story. How many more people there are in America in 40 years than there are? Uh, yeah. that, that's a little bit alarming. That number, <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's, that, we got to well, like 360 million people in America, right? That's, I mean, seriously. That, there that, are 225 million in 1979. Whew, that's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of people. They ain't going to be watching a basketball game. No, they're not watching the basketball game. There's no way Duke and Carolina will be the most watched game in history. Absolutely no way. No way. No how. 79 will never be touched. Just it never will be. It it never will be touched. We we can't get people one in four. Is this a regional thing, though? Like, are we, I mean, like, we're in the sport. No, no, no. And we're in the sports gambling thing. Is this, this is like a, no, there were, I was at the regional thing. So I, I had to go back to Circa last night to go get this hat, right? So I left yes. it at Hookstar. I had to go all the, all the way back down. Talk to your boy, your guy there. Got right. some things. We got some BVB hats going to be getting made. We got some Ooh, stuff I coming for you wait. guys. So we'll, we're going to make some demos and then we're going to start to 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 give away and sell Bostonian versus the book stuff. So yes, we'll, we'll have that stuff for you guys coming. So we, we got some cool things coming down the pike. It's, this is a big week. We got big announcements almost every day this week. So it's <laughs> some, some cool stuff happening. <laughs> Uh, I'm in there. There's a guy in there buying a Jordan Jersey, a, a North Carolina Jordan Jersey. Another guy in there buying a Duke hat and another person in there buying a Carolina hat. Yeah. Three people in the store, all buying Duke and Carolina gear. And we're in Vegas. 
on a Sunday night. On a Sunday night with no basketball going on. We're going to, I mean, this is not regional. This is national. This is a big deal. This is the two marquee coach K. I mean, I think we'll do 18, 19 million people watching easy. It's going to be a huge number. It's just not going to be bird magic, but it's going to be a huge number. Saturday afternoon. Perfect time for our evening, rather the second game. Perfect time. Get the lead up for North for, for Nova in Kansas. And then right into Duke in North Carolina. Right. I mean, ticket prices soaring today, soaring to get in <laughs> during at halftime. The ticket prices doubled for, for the final four. Yeah, because at halftime, at halftime, it was done. It yep. was like, oh, it Carolina is going to be North Carolina, yep. you know, because yep. if it was Duke and St. Peter's, it would have oh. been a 15 point spread would have been an absolute $15 blowout. to get in. Yeah, it would have been such a letdown as far as competitive pricing and yeah. tickets and all that stuff, because you'd have been going to see, you know, Duke play in the final game Monday. Right. Like that. It would have just been understood. Well, we don't yeah. need to go Saturday. Go we'll Monday. Just go Monday. So, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. I cannot wait. Nova and Kansas. Yeah. Kansas minus four and a half. No Justin Moore for Nova here in this one. But Brilliant. Jay Wright owns Bill Self. Yeah. In the tournament. Yeah. What <laughs> does this number close at in your mind? Because to me, I think this number is just going to climb. I don't think there's any reason to bet Nova for a while. Like, just let this number go up because I doubt, I don't think it's going down. Do you? Oh, it's definitely not going down. Not right now. Um, uh, I mean, you think the public's going to come in and just pound Kansas? I think pros and I think everyone's going to look at the Justin Moore injury and say that Kansas is going to wipe the floor with Nova. Really? Mm. Wow. I don't know. I but think I like uh, a lot. I mean, I, I mean, how much higher is it going to go? Five? I hope. Give me five and a half. Give me six. Let it go. Let it I run. If, I don't know if it gets that high. This is the, the this is my fishing analogy. I, I I got I got the hook in now. There's no need to reel it in. Just let it, let that baby run. Right. Let it go. Right. <laughs> Let's let it go and then come back in and I'll, and I'll reel it in later. But right. I'll be yeah. on Nova. But I'll wait and see what happens with. Yeah, Kansas. you don't need to bet it yet. It's going up. I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, it might reach five, and you know, bad guys may say this is a good point. Mm-hmm. I'm grab it, you know. But I I don't think. After Kansas just did what they did in their game, where they just blasted and hit everything against Miami. What happened in that game? They were losing at second half. half, man. What a second! What an adjustment by forty-seven by to fifteen in the second half. And I bet the second half over. <laughs> I was like, I, I got seventy-eight points. I bet the over. I got forty-seven out of Kansas, and I and I lost. Like, huh? How did that happen? <laughs> how did I lose that? No idea how I lost that. So. Frustration, annoyance, you know, everything on that anger from my point. But Kansas is capable of doing that. That's what we talked about with Kansas and Providence. That's what I was nervous about with Providence is Kansas, if they get out and run on you consistently and you don't stop the ball, uh-oh. I yeah. mean, you could have some real problems. They can score fast and they can get the crowd up and they can ride and run you off the court. And Miami got run off the court in the second half of that game. Right. Killed them. Very impressive. All right. So we'll get to that game and we'll get to uh, Duke and North Carolina coming up here with Chris Andrews in about a couple minutes when Chris Andrews joins us. I want to take one quick thing before we get to Chris. 
handicap this Tiger Woods playing in the Masters coming up next week in two weeks? I mean, I'd have to say no, but it's kind of a fun thing to talk about. Did you see the video? I did. Looked good. He's that medalist. He has his caddy. He's actually going and playing golf, walking, playing golf. Yeah. Was this him testing it or is this him out just playing golf? Oh, I mean, I think he's probably always testing, right? Like he's always playing golf to test to see when he can come back. I don't, I mean, he's coming back. It's just a matter of when Mm -hmm. he's deaf. I mean, he's coming back. He ain't done either. Brady done. No. Tiger done. No. He's coming back. And when he comes back, he's coming back to win. He ain't, he ain't coming back to play like, you know, like being LeBron's situation and all this stuff. You're just playing a play and, you know, you're playing out the string. He's coming. He can pick his tournaments. He's going to pick courses he likes, fields he likes. He loves the Masters. This would be awesome. I just think it's too soon. I wouldn't be in a hurry to bet him to, like, you know, that he's going to play. He's on the board, though. He's been on the board at Circa for months now. Oh, you have to keep him up. Why? What do you mean? In case he plays. And what happens if he plays and wins? What happens? What's the liability? I mean, isn't it like him to win the Masters is like plus 2,000 or plus 20,000? Oh, it's high. It should be high. I mean, it's insanity. He hasn't played golf since the accident. But people are going to bet it. it, It's like a trap. You're putting it up there saying Tiger, just like that dude that went to the SLS and put his first ever bet in, his first ever bet into and oh, won on that the, on the Masters when Tiger, Tiger won, won it three won. years ago. Yeah, he doesn't have to, you know, Midwestern dude just got up, flew, flew to Vegas randomly, put 10 grand down on Tiger randomly. First ever bet 10 grand. Yeah, it's all <laughs> sure. That gave happens. a lot of it back. He kept betting after that. Oh, did he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so you bought that it was his first bet ever. Oh, I didn't buy anything. No, okay. I, I don't, I don't believe you know that. I don't believe yeah. anything. I say nobody knows shit, but I, I don't believe it. I don't believe shit either. Yeah. But, but <laughs> that was um, the craziest story ever. Yeah. It was like, oh, I mean, he showed up ever. and he won. And then, you know, he thought he was a golf handicapper after that. He kept betting a lot <sighs> after. I didn't realize. I, I didn't realize he kept betting. Okay. Oh, he bet Tiger to win every major after that. Too. Oh, geez. Yeah. Just to get the story out there in case it happened. You could get the press again. I maybe that, believed it. I don't that know. That press conference was the single most awkward thing I've seen in my time in Vegas when they put that guy up for a press conference. It's like, why would you do that? Like the guy poked holes in his own story when he was talking. <laughs> the more that he talked, the more it was like, wait, that doesn't add up. Like, what do you mean? Like, huh? You should tell him to stop talking. Something's something's not right here. Tell him to stop Just answering tap questions. Him on his shoulders. Yeah. Good. Shh. <laughs> Cut stop, stop, stop talking, please. You won. Just move on. Just Keep go. it quiet. Like check. Go. Yes, let's let's enough. let's not get everybody in trouble here. Like yes. take take your winnings and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Don't be around. <laughs> so, so what is it? Tiger plays. He tees off on Thursday at the Masters. A week from Thursday at Augusta. What are you putting it at? Minus a thousand. What do you mean minus? Oh, sorry. Plus, plus a thousand. Sorry, plus a thousand. That he actually tees off. Yes, he plays Thursday round one. The Tiger is in the field. He ain't playing. Uh, you could make whatever press you want. He ain't playing. No, no. I don't know. I want him to. I would love to see Tiger Woods play. I don't think he is. I don't think so. he's ready in his mind. You know, 
Mm. I mean, I think he has to be ready like he wants to be ready. We all want him to play. Betting-wise, I'd love for him to play. You know, if I was in a room, I'm like, we're going to do more handle if he's playing. We need him to play. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're, we're going to bring on Chris Andrews here in just one second from the South Point to have a Excellent. conversation about what's going on here with everything that's happening. You can shut that, Maddie. It's fine. The daughter just walked into the room. She likes to hang out with us for whatever reason and just hang. It's fun. And sit and watch stuff. It's fine, Maddie. You're, you're good. <laughs> so once Chris is ready, we'll bring him on and we'll have a conversation here about what we're doing with the Final Four and everything happening at the South Point and all the hot dogs being consumed over the weekend. What's the over-under on number of hot dogs eaten this past weekend? I can't even keep track of it. I mean, it's um, it it is unreal. There's always a line. There's always a line at that that hot dog cart, and it's kind of like the Masters, right? It's like a throwback pricing to like you know when you go to the Masters and you can you you get the the two dollar pimento and cheese sandwiches. Yeah, get the two. Get the two dollar hot dogs. Yeah, those hot dogs, those hot dogs are delicious, and and they help your gambling. I promise. <laughs> hey, uh, Matt, Matt. So yeah. we got we got Chris ready. Um, yep. The the audio is lagging just a bit, so I'm gonna fade to black and then bring Chris on. Is that cool? Okay, works for me. Cool. Let's do it. So a quickie little high and buy or buy and high type of thing. Bye, hi. Don't don't freak. Well, we're not staying. We're going fade to back. And then we're hey! Chris Andrews. There he is, the man, the myth. Chris, Matt, and Dave, how are you? Welcome to the show. Wonderful. All right. How was the weekend? I mean, Vegas was hopping. How are you guys over the weekend? Well, uh, St. Peter's win on Friday kind of wiped out the weekend for us uh, financially. But, uh, you know, it, it really was great. I mean, I look at our numbers. Uh, yeah, but the, I haven't checked uh, as of today, but we were running about 25% above 2019, which was really the last kind of normal uh, NCAA tournament. About 25% ahead of uh, the ticket counts there. I don't have all the final handle figures. I imagine they were very, very good. Uh, and almost like, unfortunately, they were very, very good because they beat us up pretty good on Friday. Uh, <laughs> but that's just the way, way it goes. I mean, the casino was jam-packed. And, you know, Mike, I, I work for Michael Gaughan, and he's he's the best. You know, he says, listen, you're not the one missing foul shots. Just get people in and, uh, you know, uh, keep the customers happy. Keep the place clean. Just make sure you're doing everything right. And then we'll kind of go from there. Chris, First of all, good to see you. Thank you for joining us. I was down there the first weekend on Sunday. Explain to the people the difference between the volume and the handle and stuff from the first weekend to the second weekend because we got four Blue Bloods in the Final Four, and we'll get to that in a second. But it was still hopping. It usually is a little bit of a drop-off. I mean, it's, it's it, it has to be because of the number of games. But tell the people the difference between first weekend, second weekend, booking the games. Well, that first weekend, Dave, I mean, you've been around. I mean, it's just a madhouse, you know, from, from I would say, not even from 9 o'clock in the morning on Thursday, really. They start lining up about 5.30 in the morning to get into some of the rooms. You know, uh, you know, we, we had, you know, you didn't have to pay to get into any of our rooms. We tried to keep uh, food prices very, very, uh, you know, very normal. You know, same way we had drink uh, specials and all that. So they line up early. That energy goes till you know what, like nine, 10 o'clock at night. That, that's yeah, that's Thursday. And then Friday, the exact same thing. And even Saturday, um, 
Saturday, the way the way the schedule was with so many late games, I think that really benefited us, and even more so on Sunday because in the past it seems like you know the early games were kind of front loaded, but this year they had uh, they had the games much later in the day on Sunday, which really helped our handle quite a bit. Uh, you know, ordinarily, you know, come like Sunday, you know, about like noonish, something like that. You know, especially uh, the Californians, uh, the the uh, Phoenix people, they start driving out of town. But this kept them around a long time. So our Sunday handle uh, was probably the best Sunday handle we ever had uh, as far as that first weekend. Now, the second weekend, it just drops off quite a bit. It's still great. It's exciting. The basketball is actually better mm. that second weekend. Uh, but the handle just doesn't compare. And even like when you look at the first the first weekend, the the basketball is better on Saturday and Sunday. Although just yep. the energy isn't there that that we get on Thursday and Friday. You know, Thursday and Friday is almost too much for a guy like me because I'm trying mm. to run a business. You know, but I get to actually watch the games a little bit on on Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday and Sunday is more enjoyable for me. But probably uh, the general population would disagree with that. On Friday, you mentioned that obviously St. Pete's and the Peacocks get the plus 300 plus win. So that was obviously damaging the whole public. Everybody was on St. Peter's. But did you guys get anything back yesterday with did the public come back in on St. Pete's to win again against Carolina? Or did they kind of wise up and realize that the Tar Heels were going to run over them? I think they wised up. You know, we we needed St. Pete's yesterday, maybe not to win the game, but mostly for our future book. Uh, we weren't in much jeopardy yesterday as far as the money line. But uh, the future book, we stood to lose, you know, well into six figures on St. Pete's if they won the whole tournament. And I think, you know, I, you know, and I talked to a lot of people and it seemed like the general consensus uh, was that uh, the, they're their run was going to end. I mean, they met a team that was much, much more talented. Uh, you know, I think Carolina was one of those teams. They had their struggles during the course of the year, but really found themselves in the last couple of weeks. That's just a tremendously talented team and talent was going to win out in this situation. Um, you know, at, because they really were peaking in all honesty. Uh, so the, the money was not on St. Pete's yesterday. It really was on North Carolina. So uh, they didn't treat us well during this tournament at all, but uh, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> so the final four set, and ironically, both games are four or four and a half. We got fours all over the place, right? Look ahead to where this game's where are these games going to be in your mind now when these when these things tip off on Saturday? Because it feels like I mean, me and him are talking about this before you come on. The Duke North Carolina game is the game. I mean, it's it, it may there's people asking if it's going to be the most watched college basketball game ever. Well, with this stuff being legal in a lot of places, it's obviously going to be probably one of the biggest handle games individually in a long time. Where are the lines going to be when we when we get to Saturday, Chris? Well, you know, I think I think the Duke Carolina game is going to be pretty close to this because you got a lot of guys that really. Um, you know, as much as they maybe hate Shashevsky over the years, he's been very kind to the betters, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, guys don't mind putting their money on somebody they dislike if they think they're going to get a return on it. Uh, but conversely, I think you see a Carolina team, like I said before, tremendously talented, had their, um, 
had some trouble finding their footing during the course of the year, but now are peaking. And I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about TV, like how they do all the ratings and all that other stuff, but I think as far as like the number of people actually watching the game, I think it may be the highest number of all time. Just, it's just a great, great story one way or the other, no matter who wins this game. Uh, so I think we're going to be right around that four, four and a half mark. We might, toggle back and forth between those two numbers you know it seems like so far a lot of people have been betting kansas uh i opened the game three uh, i'm up to four and a half Ooh. uh money line uh pretty high i i, I gotta tell you, you know, i'm a little i'm kind of a fan of both teams to tell you the truth my my son-in-law graduated from kansas so i kind of watched that team and you know, my grandson wears the Jayhawks, not during football season, Dave. He wears <laughs> Penn State during football. Okay, okay. so just relax. Okay. okay, don't cut off my mic or anything. <laughs> okay, but during basketball. Kansas you, football, I mean, seriously. No, no, I mean, it's, it's a, it's come on, that, that's, that's a non-starter. But Kansas basketball, yeah, he's wearing the Jayhawk hat and all that other stuff. So God bless. So I'm kind of a little bit of a Kansas fan. But uh, conversely, I think Jay Wright is really, um, you know, is he the best coach in college basketball? Well, you know, I mean, it'd be tough I mean, to say no, you know, yeah. so I mean, I think, you know, and I'm, I'm not knocking Bill Self because I think he's done a hell of a job at Kansas. Obviously, they're in they're in the hunt virtually every year. But I do think it's a little bit of a coaching mismatch uh, as far as those two go. But I also think it's a talent mismatch in favor of Kansas. Uh, I hope, like I said, I opened the game three. I thought three was a good number. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go in I, most likely, I would say, needing Villanova. And I think I'm okay with that. Uh, but the money definitely is on Kansas so far. We'll see if um, that, that trend changes during the course of the week. But so far, it's been all Kansas money. How how high could it get? I mean, it's four and a half now. Are we going to see five, five and a half? Are, are we going that high or will, will it come back down? What's the ceiling for, for Kansas? Well, I would, I would think – I think you're going to see five. Uh, I would think five and a half would be a take. Uh, like I said – my numbers, I, I, you know, I had it three. Um, you know, I, I think they're missing one of the good players, though, Villanova, a kid yep. that tore his Achilles. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that's probably worth a couple points right there. Um, but I think, like I said, I, I just think Villanova has a way of keeping these games close. I think I think they may be able to dictate pace in this game, maybe not let all that 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 talent, uh, the talent mismatch. And I wouldn't even call it a huge mismatch. I'd say it favors Kansas. Uh, but I think that um, they'll they'll they would be able to control that. And I think I think five and a half to me would definitely be a take. I think even five is myself. But you know, so far uh, we haven't gotten there. Uh, and I can only speak for the South one. We haven't gotten there yet, uh, but I have a feeling we will get to five anyway. Chrissy, how hard is it? Shift to the NBA here for a second. He's wearing his Celtics hat. We started this show. It's called Bostonia versus the book. I have to listen to this <laughs> shit about the Patriots all the time. And the Bruins are really good. I give him credit. When we started this show back in December, the Celtics were terrible. They've turned into the best team in basketball. Now, who's not a good team is the Lakers. We'll get to them in a second. How hard is it to keep making the lines for the Celtics? All they do is cover. You make it big, they cover. They go on the road, it's a short number, they cover. How hard is it? Tell people like in the book, you're like, we need against the Celtics every day, and we can't get there. 
Well, Dave, fortunately, I got some of those value seekers out there that keep saying they can't be this good. They can't be this. So, so God bless them. And I hope they don't run out of money anytime soon. It doesn't seem like they ever do. Uh, so they, they've not been uh, you know, terrible for us, but they are terrible for us in the future book. I can tell you that. And I was... Uh, you know, I'm very guilty. They kind of snuck up on me. You know, Dave, probably like the time frame you're talking about when you guys started this podcast, I probably had about 100 to 1 wow. to win the NBA and probably like 50 to 1 or so That's what they to, to, win the, uh, to win the conference. And uh, I certainly never saw this coming. Um, you know, I thought the East was, you know, going to be pretty competitive. I still think it might be. But we lose pretty good on them to win uh, the, the conference we don't do so good on them to win the NBA, but I, I got, I got a little bit of time to maybe maneuver with that a little bit, but, but there, that's a, that's a hell of a team. And Dave, I got to say kudos to you for not slitting your throat having to hear all this Boston crap for all this time. You know, I, 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 I don't know how you do it. My There's friend. seven and a half point dogs tonight at Toronto. Um, not, not playing anybody, but. Seven yeah. and a half for a team that's been doing what the Celtics have been doing is still that number is stunning right now. Seven well, and a half. I'm actually off today, so I'm hoping Good my guys are keeping an eye on that thing. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's that's something. I know they're not playing anybody, but still, this is like one of those games when the Warriors were playing recently against yeah. the Miami Heat. We were like, oh, Miami's going to kill them, and the Warriors won the game outright. So it's. You know, I, I always say, uh, you know, guys talk about situations like this. And I say, you know, the guy sitting at the end of the bench, you know, and unless you went to high school with Steph Curry or something like that, the guys like the best guy in your high school team probably is nowhere near as good as these guys here. So they can they jump up and win a game? Hell yeah, they can jump up and win a game, or at least cover a number. You know, absolutely. So uh, you know, people tend to forget about that. They look at they look at some of the other things. They don't realize how bad, how good the guys riding the end of the bench, just how how good they actually are. We've hmm. been telling people to bet against the Lakers for months. <laughs> and they can't cover a game, Chris, they're on the edge of not even making the play in. The Pelicans laid four yesterday against them, covered the number. The, the Lakers blew a 20-point lead. That's How much more do you need to see <laughs> to realize, I mean, I'm not saying LeBron's done, but the Lakers are done, done. And they were 7-2. to two. I don't know how low you had them before the season to win the NBA title. This got to be a good result for you in the future book, yes? Oh, yeah. Well, I look at the future book, and I, I, I try to look every day. And I was looking today. I mean, we blow a fortune on the Lakers winning the NBA. But I keep looking, how the hell is that going to happen? <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess it could. I mean, uh, anything's within the realm of possibility, I guess. But, uh, you know, I, I, let's just say I'm very comfortable in that position. That That's fine with me. You want to keep betting the Lakers and think that they're going to catch lightning in the bottle, Um I don't know how it's going to happen, but uh, have, go ahead. Have them come to the South Point and pick up sure. two dogs <laughs> at the car, please. Come on, I'll in tell you a, a quick funny story, Dave. You'll appreciate this. Our good friend Roxy Roxborough, oh, who's been uh, a vegetarian for like forty years. Yeah, he came in the other day. He says, "Oh my God!" He goes, "There's no line at the hot dog stand." I feel like 
breaking my vegetarianism just because there's no line and going and grabbing a hot dog. Well, I says, well, come on, rocks, go little, live a little, get a couple of dogs, put some mustard and some sauerkraut on it. And let's, he didn't do it, but he, oh, but it was fun. Oh, <laughs> he didn't no, do it. But he, was oh, too he, was telling, he said, the, he goes, the first time I've been in the South point, there's no line at the hot dog scene. What happened? I said, well, I, don't, I guess we had a little law. I'm not, not exactly sure. Do you know how many dogs on a busy weekend day you guys go through? Uh, on like some of the, well, Saturdays, just because it goes longer. Well, Sundays, probably the same. I know we get to about, you know, 1,200 hot dogs, something like that. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Hey, hey, Dave, if you ever decide to get a real job, I could maybe oh. get you in at the hot dog cart. <laughs> <laughs> the tips are unbelievable. I can tell you that. Yeah. You'll be sending your wife to Hawaii or having her get a new mink That's coat or something like that. That's an interesting point. Wow. I didn't think about the tips on a $2 dollar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's a dollar. Well, we finally raised the price to a dollar fifty. Okay. But everybody, you know, keep the 50 cents. Keep the right. 50 cents. Keep Everyone. Well, you know, I mean, that, that's a lot of 50 cent well, pieces. Out the other day. I tell Michael every once, if you ever feel like firing me, just put me over in the hot dog stand. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do fine over there. I love it. <laughs> Chris, man, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate you coming on. Have fun this weekend with the final four. We'll be all seeing you guys down at the South Point very soon. All right, we got to get Sheriff Pan a real job one of these Don't days. Don't tell so anybody. <laughs> that is Chris Andrews from the South Point, one of the best in the business. Absolutely love his time and love the conversation. Great stuff. Twelve hundred dogs, Dave. Twelve hundred dogs. I would have. I would have been under. I would have. If you'd have told me a thousand, I'd have probably been like, eh, under. Twelve hundred dogs. I mean, you can that's do fast. I mean, just that's, that's, just is it two bucks? Two bucks? Two bucks? And they get more than that. You get three bucks. Whatever. Just say, if everyone gives you fifty cents, six hundred bucks a day in tips. It's beautiful. It's my retirement gig. It's a beautiful gig. That's an amazing gig. Chris is going to take it first. You sure, heard why not? There's a line, right? Everyone's going to come in there. It's a fun yeah. book. It, it really is a fun book. And, and I, I really like the, fo- the, the fact that the action folks at Showtime really, I thought, showcased a lot from their shots, live shots at the South Point with the, oh, guy, yeah. that, the guy that they were following. And yeah. it was cool because I, I had a lot of people who had never really like, where's I, I had a bunch of questions after it's like, where is South Point? I'm like, it's down there. And like Michael Gon, who he works for, is a Creighton graduate. So whenever I would come to town, like people. Michael I, I, Gon went to Creighton? Yes. Big Creighton donor. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Big, 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 big. So like there's a lot of connections. People I know, people we know, like, you know, very. Oh, I like, know a guy who knows a guy. Knows a guy, knows a guy. Yeah, I've been put yeah, on, yeah. I've stayed there a bunch of times and like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, Matt needs a room. Okay, go ahead, bang, you know, t- type of thing. So South Point mm-hmm. was one of the first places that I, I stayed in Vegas when I came and come to Vegas and have really enjoyed my time there. And people, I, I was glad that that show kind of highlighted it a bit. I took JD back, Jeff Dawson, our friend, Saturday night after we were hanging out watching the games with Lucky and Eric and Bill and all that right. stuff. And we went back and we had dinner at Steak and Shake. Nice. It was a zoo. The yeah. casino yeah. was hopping. Like it felt like any sort of like, uh, I'm not sure we're back. We're not this. It's South Point on a Saturday. No, it we're back. Popping. Like we're back. Yeah. We're back. There's, there's, no, there's, there's no, no debate. Like we're back, back. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's the numbers. I was at Circa last night on a Sunday night. It was slammed. Fremont yeah. Street. I couldn't walk. I, it took, I had to like do like the whole like, like, you know, like oh, Tetris yeah, thing. That's, yeah, get around yeah. people to get yeah. to my car. It was insanity yeah. down there. It was incredible. Yeah. On a Sunday night. It's like, yeah. okay. Yep. 
we're back. Like <laughs> it is, this is going to be a really, really crazy summer and it's going to be a lot of fun. Vegas is going to be a lot of fun and coming for the draft. I mean, Oh boy, this is going to be crazy. Like, Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, this is, I, I used to make the joke that after the 1920s and the crash of the stock market, that's why we got into prohibition because basically everybody was coming out. The stock market crashed. People were drinking, going crazy. So they said, okay, people are killing themselves. You can't do it. Then we pulled back prohibition and then the roaring twenties happened and everything went crazy. And I said, America in the wake of the pandemic, we're going to have a couple of years where it's going to be like the roaring twenties of 2023, 2024. Mm. Mm. And we're about to go into that. Like people have been cooped up for three years not being able to travel the second that they pull the mask mandate from airplanes. And that's coming, I think in the next couple of months, once that goes off and we're no longer wearing masks on airplanes, this town is just going to be on a different level. Like we're going to have an unbelievable couple of years. Yeah. It's going to get busier. I think it's going to get busier. I I do. And more people are going to move here. I mean, just looking at the, at the overall suppose I was reading a story yesterday on this. Like you're supposed to have a healthy market is supposed to have on the market, a six month supply of houses for sale is a healthy six market month supply in a year. In a year. We have 30 days. That's what I mean. It's, it's not, we healthy. have a 30 day supply of houses right now. It's incredible on the market here in, in Vegas. Like you can't buy a house. Like you just can't find a house to buy, forget affording it. You can't find it. Like either you're going to build somewhere and those are getting bought sight unseen, unbuilt, months in advance Nuts. like people are buying like a year out <laughs> they're buying houses to build houses here in vegas it's an incredible run so not only are people coming here they're all moving here as well to be a part of what's happening here because it's now i mean it's a big deal to have the nfl here it's a big deal to have the golden knights here and we're going to have a regional what's the regional going to be like next March a year oh, from it's now. It's going to be fantastic. Are you kidding me? We have the NCAA tournament coming here. We're going to have this at T-Mobile Arena next year, a regional final year. It's going to be unbelievable in 2023. I mean, we have the draft in April, yeah. the regional in 2023, and the Super Bowl in 2024. I mean, like this is the place to live right now in America. Like this yeah. is the mecca of sports right now in America. There's a lot going on. That's for sure. Traffic stinks, though. Like, we got to do something. That's that's only going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. That's not getting any better. We're growing too fast, and our roads aren't getting built fast enough. There's too many people driving from other parts, places. Yeah, you. What what was your deal with that? What was that tweet that you had this weekend? What are you whining about, about people driving? What what happened? You you get cut off or something? No, I I mean, I had to go from my part of town down to CSN. So I drove across town, and I've been doing that every weekend. And I do it on Do you go the strip on 15? How do you go? The strip through 15, or do you you go around? Whatever way is the most convenient at the time. So, you know, that loop around Henderson takes way. time. Oof, that's, that's a, that's a, that's for me for you are, you live it, Vegas is the clock. So you live at like 11 P uh, 11 o'clock. CSN is like at what? Five. Uh, on the clock. Yeah. Maybe four. Maybe four. Okay. So four. So you have to go four. either around it or you're going straight through Correct. the strip. But going straight through means you could potentially run into a nasty correct traffic jam. So yeah, so I was just like, man, this is getting crazy. And and listen, I used to drive to the M every day from this part of town, and it was an hour each way. I mean, that's what I would leave for you know my day. 
So I, I've seen it when it's really busy and then I see it slow down and then I saw it, you know, and it feels, it feels like we're back to like that original, like the roads are crazy. I mean, there's people, you know, don't know how to drive. I don't know what's worse. I used to say the morning commute, like getting to work Monday through Friday when everybody was doing it was harder. Now it's the weekends. Like it's just the weekends are crazy. There's people everywhere roads stopped and then you get the Sunday drivers. And so, yeah, I was just curious what people said and they picked every day. It wasn't, I said weekdays, weekends, or every day. And they were like, every day is bad driving here every day. Yeah. It's just absolutely awful. All right. So let's go to the Celtics here. They are plus seven and a half tonight. They are now the, why somebody who's not playing Robert Williams is not playing. And I think they're going to rest both Tatum and Brown. Oh, Oh, Oh. They played. They played yesterday. Oh, big win yesterday. Blew out the Timberwolves again. Another blowout, and it's crazy because the Boston media has been buzzing about this. The Boston gambling media has been buzzing about this. But Marcus Smart might win the Defensive Player of the Year, and Marcus Smart to win the Defensive Player of the Year was, I think, uh, what did I see? I think it was like fifteen thousand to one preseason. It was like the so most it insane. It's nothing. It, it, he's like eight to one now. Like it's like completely and totally crashed. But a hundred dollar bet brings back a ton of money. Defensive player Smart. of the year, Marcus Smart plus two thirty. Bam out of bio plus two sixty. Can you see the line history? What it was? No. Okay. Not here. I, can, like, I could go find that. I, I he right he now. was like buried down, and now he's probably going to win it given Boston's defensive efficiency wow. and what, what they have done. So like it, everyone's been like in the Boston media going like, this is crazy. But if you bet it in New Hampshire or Connecticut or Rhode Island for Marcus Smart to win the defensive player of the year, those books are going to get crushed <laughs> with that. That's so that's the hard part, right? About. So when you're, when you're booking this stuff there, you don't get bets on anybody else, but the local guy. Yep. <laughs> And when it actually happens, hits when it like, hits, you're like, Uh-oh. how in the hell did we lose this much money on this stupid pool? And you and you just go, oh, you can't get out of it. You know, you nope. hear Chrissy talking about being able to maneuver and get out of it between now and then. Can you imagine what the books? Oh. I would guess the books have like very few bets, but they're all. It's just a red figure. Yep. It's, can't, all market smart. Yep. You <laughs> can't make it back. You can't get the other side. It's just all market smart. I mean, maybe some Robert, some Robert Williams bets would have come in on it to maybe mitigate maybe. it a little bit, but not enough. I mean, preseason, it was all market smart. And if you're a Celtics fan and you're going to bet it in New Hampshire or Connecticut or Rhode Island, you're not betting on probably somebody else to win it. You're going to bet on a Celtic to win it. I mean, Tatum MVP, same thing. He's not going to win it, but Tatum MVP, same deal. Everybody bet right. that. Yeah. It's like 50 to one. I mean, there Preseason. might be some bets on like Giannis. Right. There might be a bet or two on Gobert, you know, but something nothing. like that. But for the most part, you're probably all like whatever bets you got are on Marcus. Martin. Bad, bad, man, bad deal man, for that. So do you roll with Boston plus seven and a half tonight, even with the backups playing? Or do you go with Toronto has been pretty hot themselves. They've won back-to-back games by double digits. I mean, how do you, how do you, go against the Celtics in anything right now. And you're going to tell me you get them plus all them points. It's a stay away. Like yeah. if, if those guys aren't playing, you're not getting the, you're getting the uniforms. You're not getting the team. Right. So it's, it's more of a stay away, but I'd be looking to play it in game. Like if I'm watching a game, 
and they're hanging. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously Toronto, they're, they're both playing for position. The East is lumped. I mean, it's tremendous what's going on in these last eight or nine games for teams. It matters. I mean, it's crazy. Every this game. game matters for Every Boston. Game. They want to be the one seed. This matters. Yeah. Every game's going to matter. They can't afford to lose to anybody. So it's like, I know they're resting. Which is some players, weird why they're resting everybody tonight. Because it's a back-to-back. It's in Toronto. So you're traveling. There's protocols. There's all these different things you have to go through to play there. And like, so people, I mean, this is why like they've just, we're going to see it with the Blue Jays in baseball. Like teams that go there, they may leave like three or four guys behind and just say, don't worry about it because it's a pain in the ass to go through everything. And mm. if you're unvaccinated, you can't play. So we know the Celtics are vaccinated, but it's just like the protocols, the COVID testing, like there's all these different things to cross the border to go from America to Canada that it, there's more Is it issues. that much worse there? Like what? COVID? Yeah. No, it's just their government, how they're dealing with it. I mean, it's colder there, so it's still winter time. It's March. It's still winter. It's there. winter back east today. Did you see yeah, the it's weather freezing. back east? It's freezing back, back east. So, like, that's part of the reason why. I mean, they're still in cold season and flu season in, uh, you know, back, you know, in Canada and on the East Coast. Right. So their protocols are a bit more aggressive still than ours. I mean, it's going to be 75 degrees today here. So, I mean, like, we're not, we're in spring, if you want to call it that, for us. So, that's well, part of the reason. a cool down after the last few days. It was 92 and stuff. Broke the record. Yesterday. Hottest day on record in March. Do you buy that? That, like, when you have a hot day in March, that means we're going to get killed in the summer? We're going to get killed in the summer anyway. Like I know, but I don't buy that. It's hot. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think it's a March thing. It's a climate thing. It's not really like a precursor for what's going to happen in the summertime that we're going to have like 115 every day for a month. It feels like that every year anyway. Like, I mean, <laughs> you live here, you know, it's hot in the summer. People complain. I, I tell the kids when we practice, it's hot. It's going to be hot. I don't want to hear it. it's hot. It's always hot here. <laughs> it's it's hot. hot. Once it's yeah, like stop, you know, get make three outs and come sit in the dugout where the shade is. I always tell them. Oh, that's a good, wanna, that's a good line. We, yeah, we yeah. want to get in the shade. Let's it's go. It's the pants, though, man. It's the playing with the pants. Oh, on. this stuff is nice. When we played baseball, that stuff was hot. Yeah, the whole like polyester thick. Oh, it was the worst. Oh, sweaty, nasty. Yeah, they got nice heat. stuff now. They got nice yeah. stuff, but it's hot. So, like, because it was hot for one or two days in March, it's going to be hotter in June, July, and August. Like, come on. I mean, seriously, it's going to be hot in June. I agree. I was like, oh, no, what's it going to be like? Because it was 92 in March. What's it going to be like in August? It's going to be hot. That's what it's going to be. (laughs) It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Right. Always. It's going to be hot. What's up? You want to come say hi? Is that what you're sitting here for? Oh, she wants on. Kid wants on the show. Put your hair behind your head. Tuck your hair back. You look like a sheepdog. Come come here. (laughs) Her hair is like all in her face. So she looks all kind of. So Are you good fun. at brushing it? Hi, Maddie. Okay, so now now you said hi. So go ahead. We're doing a show. Go ahead. Do I? I'm horrible at brushing hair. Am I good I at brushing hair? I was just gonna hair? ask you. Can you do it? Are you no. Are you good at it? No, I'm learning. I'm learning still. I'm learning the whole. I mean, I'm better at it than I was ever before. But like her hair is like a mop, so it's like you got to like untangle it and put this anti tangle stuff in it. Of it's, course. And then she yells, "Ow!" like Always. 15 times. <laughs> screams and yells and just yes. loves to get after me and says, you know, and then you run away and get mad. And it's a, it's a whole process things that, yes, it's been, it's been a war here at Sherpan house for years, getting yeah. ready in the morning. And like, just don't play. 
Like she tells you, good. you want to get your hair done. You're going to get your hair done the way she wants to do it. Oh. It ain't going to feel good, but it's going to look good. There you, you go. can't move. They sit there like this. I do it. I'm nice about it, but. Oh, I'm not nice. Oh, no. no I'm fast. Nice. Yeah. I'm not nice. I'm fast. I just get Speed it done. Efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it done. Get it, get, you know, figure it out, get it done, brush it down and we're out the door. Like, let's. You know, we're already late, most likely anyway. So, so it's like it's ripping, part ripping. Let's go. Oh gosh, you're always Horrible. running late in the house. Absolutely, so it's so ridiculous. So, yes, that's why I don't do your hair and picture day. Yes, I know. I understand. Yes, that's why I don't do your hair and picture day. Yes, not doing the show today in front of a live audience. This is great. Yeah, I got I got the pool guy out here. Dogs are barking. I got you. I got Maddie here. I got Krista coming on. And this is just a whole. This is a shit. Believe show at the moment. Uh, Suns come back and win again. I got again. live in game again, again for this. I mean, this is un- this is like they go down by ten points almost every game, every game, and then they come back and win almost every game. Yeah, Philly, the latest victim here for the Suns. Damn, how bad are the books getting beaten up here by the Phoenix Suns? I can't be the only one noticing this every damn day. I'm not even watching the games. I'm just watching my app, and it goes. You know, Philly was up. I think it was like 42 to 30. And I was like, okay, plus six and a half. Thank you. I was like, I'll just take the Suns. There we go. And then what happens? They win by 10. They don't just cover. They win outright by 10. They cover the original number. Yeah. It's, I mean, the original number was low, I thought. Right? Four and okay. a half, five? Yeah. What? Like, again, what are we doing with these Suns? They are the best team in basketball. Clinch the one seed. And nobody believes it. They've clinched the one seed, what, Friday or whatever they did it. So they didn't have to play. They don't have to play the rest of the way. And all they do is play. And all they do is win. Mm. They are so good in the third and fourth quarter. Mm. I go on Sports Grid and Sirius XM 159 every single night with the boys. And we I learn. say it. Look at you, how you learned just a little quick little drop in there. Dropping right there. Oh, so you would, you would, a year ago, you wouldn't have done that. That's great. No. It's, no. it's evolution. It's That's beautiful. It. Um, but every night I say the same thing. Time to bet the Suns. Time to bet the Suns <laughs> because they. It's very rare where they go and win a game from from beginning to end. Yeah. There's but nobody does in the NBA. There's there's so much value in picking and choosing your spots. But when you can pick the team with the best record in the league that gets down every game. You, you had a great idea Saturday. We were talking. You're like, I wish I had an app that would just tell yeah. me when this situation arises because then I would just bet it. Just watch the Suns games about yeah. midway through the second quarter or even past halftime. Bam. Done. Yeah. If, in case you're like, what was that bet that I was talking about? The, the, and it's – I actually – Bet it again. The Bulls right now, and it's going to run out of gas, but the Bulls, when they play a team from their division, it's, they are 12-2-1 to the under right now. And I missed Cleveland versus Chicago because it just on so Saturday. much chaos yeah. going on Saturday. I just missed that they were playing a divisional yeah. team. Game went under by 21 points. Ugh. Like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's an auto under play. And, and against the Eastern Conference, I think it's 21-16-1 to the under against teams from their conference. So it's just this, when the Bulls play Eastern conference teams, it's just under, under, under and bet the under. And it's remarkable. I wish there was an app going into it. Just said, Hey, this, you know, give them a situation. Suns go down by eight points 
and then you automatically get a alert. Sun's down by eight points. Oh, there you go. Go ahead and you can fire it off and bet on it. Like that would be neat to have an in-game situation for somebody out there if they want to make an app like that or a pre-game situation like that. Right. Where a little alert goes off and says, hey, by the way, this scenario that you like is now currently available. And if a book was smart, they'd have a price in a book and you'd click on it and, and, and go ahead and bet. Somebody <laughs> will probably have this app by the end of the week. <laughs> the bill come up. You mentioned the game against the Lakers with Chris. Dave, this is crazy. They're up 22 points against the Pelicans. They called it pregame. The biggest game of the year. Russell Westbrook said this was the biggest game of the year for the Lakers. They go up by 22 points and they lose the game outright. What? I mean, how does Frank Vogel keep his job? Is it his fault? Is it? I mean, whose fault is it? I mean, you blaming LeBron? I mean, someone's got to pay for this. This team is a they're if they miss the playoffs entirely, they were the odds-on favorite to win the whole damn thing preseason. Yes, they were. Um, I, I if I'm Anthony Davis's agent, what do you say? Like Penny? this guy gets hurt and the whole thing goes, goes completely the worst way possible. You bring in Russ Westbrook. You're not asking him to do anything different. I mean, he's doing what he does. Mm. It's just without AD in there to kind of help everything. It's bad. It's terrible. I mean, like, I don't know how you blow 20 point leads though on the regular. Like they they've done this before where they've had leads and they're not closing games Mm -mm. and they have LeBron like, okay. He rolled his ankle yesterday. It didn't look good by the way. It looked bad. At some point, I mean, they got, I think nine games left. Are they going to make it? I don't know. I think they'd rather not. Would they? So now is this business decision? I, I think they'd rather not. What's the point? What? Why even go through the embarrassment of losing in the playing round? I mean, why even deal with that? Like, AD, shut it down. LeBron, shut it down. And we clean house. We got to tell Vogel, yep. you got to go too. And Just we gotta, like, everyone. Who wants to come coach this mess? It's the Lakers. Come on. I mean, a lot of people would want to coach the Lakers. But, I mean, it's going to be a really rough offseason. It's going to be... Full of again, LeBron should be traded. Talk. Say it again. Said at the at the trade deadline. I'll say it again. <laughs> they should trade LeBron James. Trade LeBron James. Where do you trade him? Anywhere that wants him. Anywhere that he'll go. He has no doubt. Is it is it an NFL say, situation? Okay. Do we got to trade him to the East? No, he has no trade. We're going to so we're going to you're going to trade him he, to the West. He will dictate where he wants to go. So he will go wherever he wants to go. You just go to LeBron and say, look, this is broken. You're not a Laker. OK, you're a hired gun. Do you want to go back to Cleveland? Do you want to go to New York? Do you want to go to Philly? Where, where do you want to go? You tell us and we'll make it happen. And LeBron gets traded. My question would be, what do you get for LeBron James? I don't know how many, I don't know how many GMs are lining up to get a 37-year-old attention hog once every four games goes off and scores 40 type of player. He's very inconsistent. He's gonna win a scoring title. Probably. How much of a how big is that? I I mean it's not. It's not important to me. He's not going to make the playoffs. Right. Might not make them. They got 10 teams that get in seven through 10, got to play in. 
He's not going to be one of the top 10 teams out of 14 teams in the West or whatever it is. Embarrassing. I, I, I know. I'm not in a hurry to trade for him either, but they're, they're, someone will line up, but I don't think the Lakers will want to trade him in a conference. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I think they'll trade him anywhere. I, I, again, he has to say yes to it. So they don't really have a lot of power. LeBron right. gets to say where he wants to go. Just trading him anywhere. It's going to be tough. I think in, in a lot of ways. You want uh, him okay. in Boston? No, he wouldn't work in Boston. I mean, it's LeBron James. I take him, but he wouldn't work in Boston. He's the antithesis of what Boston fans like. They do not like attention seeking me, me, me guys. Does not go over well. Right. Does, it doesn't go well in Philly. No, nope. go over well in New York. Although nope. New York's a little different because you can be, you can do the whole like, you know. I think he'd look great in a Knicks uniform. That'd be. Awesome. I would agree. I would. I mean, I think it would be a great way to end his career. I mean, he's always talked about wanting to play at MSG. I mean, they would be overjoyed to have him. But him and, the team him and welcome Bronny. That'd be great. Well, that's a different story. You get both those guys together on the Knicks, and okay, now I mean, we'll see what his kid looks like. But that would be pretty significant <laughs> if it's. I love it. LeBron and his kid playing together in New York, the Mecca of basketball at MSG. That is, yeah, that script writes itself, as they say. Oh, yeah. All right, to football real quick. Hard Knocks has announced who their next focus will be. I did not not watch the in-season Hard Knocks at all. Did not interest me at all with the Colts. I think it was a failure. It was an interesting idea. Not a team that was all that interesting. Here's my problem. Can Dan Campbell carry the entire season of hard knocks? Because that's all that's going to happen for the Lions. Um, can he carry it? I don't know. I mean, I'll watch, you know, at least the first one. Okay. You know, because now, because I, I love his press conferences when he goes, you know, I when he goes on with Pat, he's been great, um, you know, he has to carry because the team is a bore fest. There's nothing of interest. There's always that one, you know, D2 draft D trying to make the, the bottom of the roster. There's always those stories to, to, to watch for hard knocks and they create storylines with the roster with, but in terms of like the overall star power, like there's nobody on that team that is all that interesting. I don't, oh, really I don't care think about Jared Goff. Yeah. I don't think there's going to have, I mean, I saw Jared Goff when they did the Rams. And he was the quarterback and like hard knocks was, was there. And ain't that. Yeah. I don't know if it's like LA is the focus. I mean, you had all the starlight and you had all the sun. I mean, they had so many different like B roll. Like, what are you doing? You going to eight mile? Like, what are you shooting with Detroit? Like I know downtown's taking shots at Detroit. now. It's Detroit. I'm taking shots. It's just, it's Detroit. Have you been there? I mean, Detroit I've, downtown has they have revitalized a lot. Dan Gilbert has spent a ton of money trying to rebuild downtown, and I understand that Detroit's trying to do a, re, a revital, revitalization thing. I get that. Still, Detroit. Okay. Fox, End of the day, listen to the show. It ain't personal. I mean, it's not personal. It's it they, they would agree. No one in Detroit lives in Detroit. No, definitely no. not. They don't live not. there. They live outside. Yes. So. Um, like, <laughs> I don't know. Really nice. Like, I think a lot of people are looking at the Lions like a team on the up and coming. Are you? Are you? They won three games last year. I know, but like they got, they were competitive. They covered yeah. a lot of games. True. You know, the betting community is looking at this like, all right, we'll see a little bit more inside. Everybody watches this stuff and they come in and bet it. 
They bet the team that's on hard knocks. They bet their season wins over. A team that's been on hard knocks has never made the playoffs. Has been terrible. Although the Colts, no, the Colts missed the playoffs. The Colts missed the playoffs. Yep, it, it in, kept going. Uh, in season, yeah. In right. season, the Colts. No team ever, ever has been featured on hard knocks has ever made the playoffs. There you go. Season wins under? Probably. But that's going to be tough because the season wins are going to be five and a half. It might be. Uh, no. Six? Six. I have to see the opponents and where, you know, stuff. Um, Detroit can actually help them, you know, get an impact player or two in the draft, too. I don't know yep. if it's going to affect the season wins, but they'll draft I don't know lineup. who's going to be good that. in their division. Is Minnesota going to be good or the Bears going to be good? The Lions could be close to 500 this year. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you see that picture of all the coaches today at the owner's meeting? No. I had to, I had to re- remind myself that Lovey Smith actually was a coach in the NFL. I was like, I said, why the hell is Lovey Smith? Oh, that's right. He's coaching the Texans. I forgot. I was like, how the <laughs> hell is Lovey Smith a coach in the NFL? Is Lovey still had the beard? Did he? Have uh-huh. the beard? That's why he stands oh. out because he's got yeah. the big white beard. Big so it's just like, beard. it's like, whoa, it's like, who's the guy with the white beard? Oh, it's Lovey. Lovey. Wait, Lovey's an NFL head coach? Oh, that's right. He's the coach of the Texans. How the hell did that happen? He's the yeah. coach in the NFL. Like what the? Okay. Another, another guy who fails upward. I mean, Kingsbury failed upward and now Levy Smith is failing upwards. I guess sometimes you just need to be around long enough to. to, to Seriously. Right. To I tell my students up. all the time. I tell, I tell my kids all the time. Hey, sometimes it's just, you're there. You're it's just, it. if you're around, it's easier just to hire you. Just be in their face. Just yep. be connected around and sometimes just like ah uh, shoot what the hell is lovey doing all right yeah yeah you're the coach go ahead that's fine hire lovey smith we're good like oh all these talk about these interview process and we targeted this and that wait a second you know it's like calling lou brown in major league hey lou do you want to manage your team and he's like ah, i don't know i got a guy on the line about some white walls lovey probably answered the phone like wait what you guys uh, want me to do what how much did I get paid? Yeah, I can uh, lose 14 games. Sure. Come on. Let's, let's go. go. Right? Like, yeah. All right. Hey, guess what? Love the answer. Bring him in. <laughs> can okay. you be three and 14? Can you make sure we have the top pick next year? Yeah, I can That's make all. sure we have the top yeah. pick next year. Yeah. That's just it. lose every game. Do, do, do I get the, you know, the Brian Flores, hundred grand, a loss special, or do I need to come in? No, you don't get that. You just got to go ahead and lose. Still okay. is a legend. Please stop referring to that as like that happening. Still Stephen Ross did that. I, I fully believe he did that. He went, your boy Tomlin gave a whole big interview about what he's doing with Flores, about like, I was in a position to help him. And so I helped him. I thought if somebody wanted to do that with me, I want to do that with, you know, if I was in the same spot, I hope somebody would do that with me. So who said that? Goes, Tomlin. Oh. About hiring Flores. Yeah. Said, you know, I was in a position to do something about it. And I, people always talk about wanting change and helping people out in the, in, in the coaching fraternity. I was in a spot to do it. So I'm hiring him and I'm doing it. I was pretty honest. I was like, I like that. I was like, be blunt, right to the point. Like one yeah. thing about Tomlin, man, he doesn't give a shit. Like he <laughs> says what he wants, how he wants to say yeah. it. He has these funny. I love the guy. I, yeah. I, I, I totally for the longest time, like thought that they should be better and was still caught up in what a lot of media were saying about him. Yeah. Like he should have done better. He's doing it with other guys, players, all this stuff at the beginning. Mm. And then you see the circus that must have been going on inside of that room when Antonio Brown left and what he's done. And they had Le'Veon Bell there at the same time. And then they brought in Santonio Holmes. They caught him smoking weed outside the stadium and all of this. Like this stuff had to be going on all the time. And the guy never had a losing season. 
still has some credit until this year. You're you're having you're getting a losing season this year. It's still March. Can you quit telling me this now? Did you see Eric's rewind video that he did for us? I got to do today. It was outstanding. E that was so good. Oh, he, I, I mean, he oh. used he used the the circus theme music for <laughs> Trubitsky. I mean, it was so good. If you haven't seen that, go to the go go back. If you're watching on YouTube. Go watch some of the videos. Go watch the the, the BVB rewind that Eric did from last week when you told oh. me about Trubisky. It was just, it's so good. It. It's so, it's just, it's so good. Oh. All right. So two things on our boys, our friends over at the Pat McAfee Show. One, you were going back and forth with Foxy on this Penguins game against the yeah. Red Wings, and then five dimes came flying in over the top from Pat on the penguins. <laughs> he posts the ticket. He puts up five dimes on money line yeah. penguins. Yep. And poor Foxy's sitting there going, nah, man, I'm all Detroit's back 11 to two. The final score in this game, not only was that the most sweatless $5,000 that we've seen Pat McAfee make in his life. Yep. But poor Foxy gets just hammered for sticking his neck out and coming up. And Evan Fox, who is who we met at, at the Super Bowl. And then the second point is, did you hear their story from the weekend, the flight that they had? No, I didn't they hear all, no story. They all thought they were going to die. What? Legitimately. They all were on a private plane, 30-minute flight, flying from Teterboro Airport to Connecticut. Okay. And they lost altitude, like, badly. And they started to come down fast. They all started to like legitimately Pat started taking pictures to document it saying, if I'm going down, I'm going to showcase my voice, <laughs> what we were doing going down saying, basically saying he was like, if I'm going to be, he's like, I'm an asshole anyway. So I'm going to go out as an asshole is what he said. So wow. he was going to go ahead and take pictures. So they're posting pictures of all of them, like literally putting their hands over their heads, you know, putting, you know, uh, shirts over their eyes. Like they all, Tone uh, Dig said he had a text to his wife that he was going to send before they hit the ground because they'd get service when they'd come down and he'd, he'd hit send to his wife saying, this is how we, this is how we went out. It's pretty crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. They almost, the whole, the whole show almost went out over the weekend in a, in, in a private jet. I guess it was like a tin can. They thought it was like a quick little up and down 30 minute Ooh. flight. Nothing worried, nothing to worry about. And he said, like, the pilot was, like, panicking, and it was a small enough plane that they could, like, see the pilot, like, freaking out and, like, trying to figure things out. And they're like, yep, that does not make us feel good. (laughs) What in the hell are they doing? So now Pat's going to buy a plane. (laughs) Tree said, said, he's like, I guess it's time to buy a plane. Yes, it's time. I mean, we got to get, I mean, I don't think you got to worry about getting another bag, but you got to get a plane. That's terrible. I uh, So they're okay now. They're all fine, but it was a funny story that Pat told today that I was like, I knew we were talking about this this game today, and I was like, "Well, then we can talk about the McAfee story as well." Oh my goodness! So they're okay. No, I didn't even know that. I'll have to text with the boys a little bit later and see and yeah. check in and make sure they're okay. But Foxy ain't okay after that. <laughs> like you, you, you want to go on there and talk about like how it's a you know easy barn to go in, and the yep. Penguins aren't this. Red Wings got reminded uh, eleven times yesterday that it ain't so easy. Malkin, man, holy yeah. crap! Yeah, I mean that was. 11 goals, <laughs> 11 to two. That's sending a message right there. And the Red Wings are a mess, man. They are. Oof. It's weird because in hockey, a lot of times, once you get like seven, two, yeah. you just kind of cross the, cross the red line, dump it in, you know, chase. And you're not really pouring it on. It must've been something 
just something. said, so I don't said. know. Like yeah. I, somebody you know, did something. We're going to, we're going to just keep shooting at the net. Like I'm did not see one second of this game and I haven't looked at the box score yet, but I would hope that at the end, somebody on Detroit just ran somebody did something to let them know, like, we're going to remember this one. We're going to put this yeah. one. If it's the last game of the season between the two and then half the team's probably going to be different next year for, for the Red Wings anyway. Another right. team that just was a really good franchise and, you know, had some good years and they're not having any good years right now. Really bad. All right. Speaking of really bad, which slate is worse today? The NBA or the NHL? There are a lot of really ugly NBA games with double digit or near double digit spreads mm. and the hockey games all stink too. There's nothing going on right now. This is a brutal Monday after the high of the tournament to come <laughs> down into this. I got to bet every day. I was sitting there last night going, what the hell am I going to bet on? This I mean, is not Carolina. Washington is a really good hockey game. Other than that though, there's some bad hockey games. That's for sure. I mean, I mean Carolina, Washington, Louis okay. is kind of a playoff game. Carolina Washington's well, that's a good. I mean, that's that's a two playoff teams. That's okay. that's a good game. The rest are terrible. Um, let's see the basketball. And terrible has some really right. terrible lines, gigantic lines. Denver Charlotte four. Wow, every other game is <laughs> is eight and a half. Every other game is eight yes. and a half, except oh, Chicago and the Knicks, Boston, yep. Toronto. That's eight and a half. It's seven Golden and a half. Golden State in Memphis is 10? Yep. I guess nobody's playing for Golden State. Okay. Correct. Left everybody and then, home. Yikes. San Antonio, Houston, OKC, Portland. Oh, I say worse is, is, um, is NBA. Yes. It's a bad NBA game. It's a really and it's just bad. more quantity-wise. It's terrible. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. What is All this right, so Coastal Carolina, South Alabama nonsense? CBI semifinal. Is tonight. this the series? This is the best of three thing? No, no, this is the semifinal. I think they go to the final and then it gets to the series. Oh, okay. Next round. Right. Oh, so Southern Utah Fresno is also the other semifinal of this? Correct. Basketball classic. Oh, my. Or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah the basketball classic. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's tonight. I couldn't bring myself to bet that. <laughs> I, I was, I, I was waiting. I could, I could do it. Scanning the board, I'm like, boy, I didn't look where he's coming with better to book it. I got hammered when I did it. When I did that last time. I went one in three when I, yeah. when I did that. So I was like, all right, forget it. I'm not betting bad basketball. Okay. I, I, I just, it's, 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 it's impossible tough. to know motivation <laughs> as what these kids care about, what no, they don't no. care about. I mean, I thought BYU was going to be doing really well, and BYU got throttled at yes. home by Washington State. So I'm like, I'm not playing that game. I'm like, nope, we're not going to play that game. So mm. I just am staying away from all of that. I'm not going to get into that. So yeah, yep. I just I just did that. All right, a yep. uh, couple things. So first, we were talking about this earlier, but the props.com story of the day, a little bit about where we are on these regionals now and the the, the final four here. I'm I'm really curious to see, you know, we heard it from Chris Andrews early in the show. He thinks that we're going to see a five for Nova and Kansas. Yeah. I, I like his number of three. I think five is a Nova play as well. Hearing that, do you think we get over five? Then we get five and a half. I don't know. Do you see? You, he had the same hesitation I did. I mean, we're definitely going to see five. I just don't know when. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, at that point, you know, like when he leads in and says, I'm okay needing Villanova. Yep. All I need to know. He ain't going to go to five and a half. He don't have to. So right. like, I mean, we can kind of wish that somebody would and somebody might, but I think you give. So what used to happen a lot of times in the book, when you go to five and a half, somebody buys it to six. Oh, all right. You know, sharp guy, but they'll pay the extra juice to buy the half point to six, okay. which again, a basketball number is not as important as a football number. Yes, in the six but it's still in this two possessions. Game, yeah, it's important. It's more like nine. Uh, you know, yes, yeah. it's it's a lot of points. So you give them now two possessions of threes mm. with a number. So you always kind of kind of gotta watch that. So I don't think I don't think you're gonna see too many five and a halves. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I love. I get five and a half. I'm just waiting. My only fear on this and this has happened to me before, is it like, I'll wait, and then I'll say, okay, let me go, and then right before tip time, the number moves. Like, I'm on five, I'm on five, it's Thursday, it's Friday, we're on five, I'm waiting to see a five and a half pops, and then we get to Saturday morning, and all of a sudden, it goes the other way. Right. And people start betting it, and it's like, oh, they're doing the same thing, the pros are doing the same thing, they're waiting for five and a half, exactly. it doesn't hit the five and a half, then, then they, they come in and play it. And now I'm pissed off because I I missed it. Now I'm betting four and a half versus five and I'm mad because I didn't take it before. Yeah. So that's always my, whenever I'm doing this and I'm waiting on a half a point, it's like, okay, when do the bad guys take it? Like, when are they going to start to buy Nova? Cause they're going to buy Nova because the public's going to be all over Kansas. You heard him. Chris called value seeker. You can call it whatever you want. (laughs) You can't pass up them good numbers. Yep. Um, they know what that thing's going to get to. So, yeah, they're going to wait. It's just you you, you got to decide at some point when it moves, you either you got to go by that half point that you missed, which, again, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, or just get the number that it is right now. So John Murray told our Patrick Everson on the Props.com story of the day for the NCAA Final Four that the Superbook will be rooting against Duke. Duke is the worst outcome for them in the championship futures market mm. because of where Duke was earlier in the year. Mm. And a lot of people came in and bought Duke, bought the narrative. I bought plus 160 over the weekend. Yeah. I bought I bought the narrative because I hope that I, I think they're gonna they're gonna beat we can talk about later in the week, but I bet Duke minus four already. Second the number popped, I bet Duke minus four. Yep. That number is going to climb to five, I think, by by the end of the game, end of the, by tip time. Mm-hmm. So I took four. Duke, I think, is going to be this. I think you we're going to see the best four. game. You didn't take. Four. Sorry, excuse you me. Laid I laid four. four. Excuse yes. me. I laid four. Sorry. Right. So I laid four with Duke, and I think the number goes to five, six. I think it's going to run. I think that number is just going to go. I think everyone's going to be on Duke. Pros and Joe's both. The public is going. The, the book's you going to need this Carolina. Game gets to six. No, or maybe not six, but I think the public's going to be all over Duke. Pros are going to be all yes. over Duke. And so I bought the plus 160 with the hope of if Duke makes the final, Duke probably is either a slight favorite or a slight dog. And I can play off that plus 160 if right. Duke beats North Carolina and gets there in the, in the championship game. So that was my strategy, my philosophy as to why I bought Duke at plus 160. I think it's plus 170 now um, for them to win it all. But I mean, where does this number close? I mean, do the bad guys take Carolina? Oh, I don't know. You're kind of maneuvering now. Just you're, you're finishing off the year. You're, mm-hmm. you're not really getting money. You're not getting many bets now to win it all in that pool. 
it's pretty much done. You're just trying to – what you're trying to do right now is pick the team that's going to lose on Saturday okay. and give them the best price possible and try to – you know, so – Nova? I mean, North Carolina, you know, you, you're trying to get as many bets as you can right now on whichever team you guys think in whatever room you're in – we need to get some bets on these dogs, you know, and if Duke is hurting them that much, if, 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 if John told Patrick that you probably want to check the, the, the North Carolina price there. <laughs> I, I would think they would want to get some North Carolina bets just to help. At this point, you can't get enough money. I don't think okay. to offset it. You're going to lose. You're just trying to lose less. Hmm. It's interesting. I don't know. That's uh, well, because with the blue bloods, you, you're going to have bets on all of them. Like correct people who are Carolina fans who came in here during the football season and just betting Carolina to win it all. Like yeah. Carolina beat Duke at the end of the year. I guarantee you people bet Carolina to win it all after beating Duke at Cameron and spoiling that, you know, incredible night for coach K. So yep. they went into the ACC tournament hot. They lost to Vatek, which kind of stunned some people. That's why they got the eight seed. Now they're in the final four. <laughs> and they're the lowest seeded team remaining here. But yes. that means their odds are probably the longest. So I'm yes. surprised that there's not a red number on Carolina for the Superbook. And instead, it's Duke that they've got the problem. Duke's the one that they're worried about. Yeah. It, again, and those things are random. Like I mean, it depends when when a house player or something comes in, you want to try to accommodate them, and you may give but, a bigger bet at something. Well, like also that. though, it's easy to see in the summertime betting Coach K's last year Duke to win it all. Oh, the like, that's an bet back, that's an yeah, e yeah that's no an doubt. easy thing where all of a sudden you put yeah. up the odds on Duke to win it all. And if you're a casual person coming to Vegas and you're just here and you want to bet a future, it's like, give me Duke to win it all. Like it's coach yeah. K's last year. Like it's right. John Wooden won it all in John Wooden's last year. Oh, he did. Coach K wants to follow in, you know, in suit and do it. And the best thing that may have happened to Duke was that loss to Carolina on senior night. That may have changed their mentality. Everything could have, and they lost to Vatek in the championship game. So Maybe they lose in the title game, but I cannot see Duke losing to Carolina in the final four. Really? You can't see it? I can see it. Nope. They, they beat them by 20 in the first matchup at Carolina. House them. Now, Carolina different is a different team. team. Now. Different, yeah, team. Totally different I, I, team. I'll give you that. But matchup-wise, Duke matches up really well with Carolina. Really well. Did and they so they match got, up really well against them at home and Cameron a couple weeks ago. But that was, I think that was the emotion of the night. The matchups were the same though. Now, you know, this in college kids, how distracted they are. I mean, they had the whole freaking ceremony where every, every all American came back. And oh my God. I mean, they're all out of whack. They're, they're all staring around. They weren't playing basketball. They're looking around at like, that's Jay Williams and that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so right. and that's so-and-so. And oh my, like they weren't focused on the game. They were lost And Carolina went in there like F you, you're doing this to us on this night. Yeah, let's go. We're going to stick did. your nose in it. And they crushed them. So uh, different story here. This is the final four. This is coach K. I told you. The last five minutes of that Michigan State game, I went, oh, yep. oh, yeah. That was like, yeah, I thought they were going to go the other way. Instead, they put their foot on the gas and said, 
We're not losing for Coach K. I thought they get tight. It's a good game. Can we please get a good game? I just want it to be an instant classic type game. Really we haven't had a single buzzer beater the whole tournament. What a call, P roll. Oh, we haven't said this on a buzzer beater. We haven't oh. had a single. I don't want that. I have Duke minus four. I don't want a buzzer beater. But <laughs> we 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 haven't we haven't had a single buzzer beater in the entire tournament. It's really That's weird. Not real? Yeah. Hasn't been one, has not been one sh- one game decided on a last second shot yet. So I feel like there was, no? Name it. What what shot went in? We've had teams the, attempt buzzer beaters. The playing game? Wasn't one of those playing games decided? On a buzzer beater? Oh man. No, we have we, we haven't had one of those iconic rush to the court, three pointer goes up, gate, you know. Right. Someone, some broadcaster oh, this losing his all, mind. Oh, this would be tremendous. If this oh, I mean, Jim it. Nance oh, is like, gosh. I mean, I told you before, like this is a, this is Jim Nance with the verbal erection of a lifetime. Like he is ready to go. Didn't Rafferty yell onions over something that was the end of the game? I thought one time, I don't remember. The end of the game or sent the game to overtime? Oh, maybe it was. We've had shots. We, we've had shots sending oh, games to overtime. We okay. haven't had games okay. end. On a, on a on a last second shot. Okay, so right. that's it. But I mean, Jim Nance is going to have like four or five different catchphrases all written out for this game. Like <laughs> this dude's going to come with like an index card of like different situations. You know, the Baconator, Baycott hits the shot, or like oh. you know, all sorts of different whatever. He'll have his writers going working overtime to get him ready to go for that last second shot. All right, prop of the day, bet preps. Prop of the day is red. Freaking hot. If you are watching unders, that's it. Are you with your if you're watching on Instagram or TikTok, you can go see Jenna Garcia do the same play. She explains it better than me. Betprep.com four in a row. We opened our TikTok and Instagram on a three-game losing streak. Now we're on a four-pick winning streak here. Mm -hmm. All on unders. Yep. And we are back with another. Under bet going here for today. Patrick Beverly last night, seven points under 10 and a half. We're going Clint Capella of the Atlanta Hawks under 12 and a half. I love these Hawks games. They keep going to these Hawks. Yeah. I've bet a lot of Hawk props too this year though. And it's, it's not bad. All right. I bet Clint Capella over a half an assist a lot, though. I haven't bet under rebounds. This is under 12 and a half rebounds at minus 130. You can get this at BetMGM or DraftKings. 13 or more rebounds in just five of his last 31 games. Averaging 10 boards. He's averaged 10 boards a game. He's had 13 or more in two of his last 22 when his team is the favorite. They are today against Indiana. And only 13 or more rebounds in one of his last 18 games in a game after his team covered in the three games against the Pacers this year, Capella went under 12 and a half rebounds in every game, six, 12, nine. How do you feel about under 12 and a half boards for Clint Capella? It's crazy. I look at Fandle for these player props because you know, they're the most again, active. We right? look at, yeah. yeah. We do the shows on there and stuff, whatever. Yep. So I, I like to look it's 11 and a half over minus minus one twenty eight right now. Interesting. So, under K- they under have a different K- number or moved it or whatever. What's DraftKings? It has DraftKings or BetMGM? Um, I didn't look. I just looked at I that one. Yeah. Um, 
DraftKings is still there. Under 12 and a half, minus 130. Would you say five of 31? He's gone over. That's it. Yep. Five of the last 31 games. This has to be an under bet. Ride the streak. The yes. people that listen to the show, I mean, it's not that hard. You quit trying to pick against the streak when it's hot. You got to go with it. Just roll with it. Don't even sweat it or try to justify why. Just bet it. And oh, just, DraftKings just yeah. changed up their entire prop menu. Wow. It's very oh, different today. now. That's that's a whole today's a whole new launch for it. Uh for rebounds, 12 and a half under one. Now it's 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 juiced to minus 135 now at DraftKings. But okay. you can still you can still get the 12 and a half at DraftKings under 12 and a half rebounds mm. for Clint Capella. So a little more juice, but it's there. Yeah. So my so guess is some that guys it. that are you know probably playing under 12 and a half there and over 11 and a half there, hoping it lands right on the number. I'm sure his average is 12. Right? Uh, his average, that sounds right. Yeah. Clint Capella, it's, a, I think it's it either 11 and a half. 12. Yeah, I think it might be 11 and a half. But yeah. So it's right on there. His average and put it there. But again, when you're talking about 31 games, I mean, that's a lot. It's only going over five. I want that side. Right. That's yeah. All. I and that I, I mean, I just, I, I like the fact that we're betting these unders. They were not trying to force the issue with the overs, which we were, I felt like, for a bit. Yeah. We were trying to we were trying to find overs. I mean, the Hawks have been so underwhelming this year. It's so frustrating with them because I loved their team going into this year, and they just right. have not played well at all. Uh, 11.8 boards a game for Clint yeah. Capella. It's his average. That's it. So he's not, he, his last game, he had 13 against Golden State, but 9, 6, 10, 7 in the previous four. So he, he got a chance to get him. He had a bunch of boards in the last game. So maybe you got him coming down off of that chance to get a little bit of a juiced up number because of it a 12 and a half and go under and watch him grab 11 and we're good to go under. So I like Capella, Clint Capella under 12 and a half to go five in a row for our prop of the day uh, powered by betprep.com. Okay. Better to book it time. Only two games. Quickies here. Hate the slate. Not going heavy. <laughs> I'm going to lay it. I'm going to do it. Memphis minus 10 and a half against the Golden State Warriors. There is no one playing for the Warriors today. They, they left everybody at home. They didn't bring them on this, on, the, on this trip. Not even worth it for them to come on over. Memphis has been unbleeping believable without John Morant, who is out of this game. They are 30 and 16 against the Western Conference ATS. They're 49 and 26 overall. They've covered their last four games at home. They're 24 and 13 ATS, while the Warriors are 16, 19, and 2 ATS. It's 10 and a half or 10 at certain books, but you look at the last four games for the for the Memphis Grizzlies, they've won by 24, 12, 30, and 25 points. They've won six. Sorry, five of the last six games by at least 12 points. Betting or booking Memphis minus 10 and a half against the Warriors. So I go to the odd screen. It's 11 and a half right now. It's so oh, good. it's up now. Okay, good. Painted 11 everywhere. Um, I, I mean, last time Golden State did this, didn't send anybody to the game. They, went they won outright. Huge dogs against Miami, and they win outright. You ain't got to worry about it happening today. It ain't happening. Uh, the Warriors aren't winning this game. Memphis is playing for the two seed. Memphis is playing to just say, hey, we may not see you in the first round. We might see you in the second round. And you're going to have to come here right. just so you guys know. 
I mean, this is just, you know, all that whatever. I, I'm, I'm betting this with you. This would be one, though, I could tell you, you could probably wait and get an in game uh, yeah. for people listening to the show if you're not comfortable laying 10 and a half. So if Golden State gets out to a little bit of a lead in the first quarter, something like that, you can maybe lay six and a half, seven and a half. Emphasis winning the basketball game. We'll bet this. And only one other play. And my goodness, hashtag CLV Society. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to fall like this, but it's fallen like a damn boulder. We're going under Bulls, Knicks. I got 223 and a half last night. Lord. Wow. 219 and a half is the current number. Is the current number. Yeah. I got 223 and a half last night and it just completely. Somebody not playing? I don't know. It's just the fact that the Bulls, like I talked about earlier, the Bulls are 26, 19 and one to the under against Eastern Conference opponents. The Knicks are 23, 21 and one to the under for Eastern Conference opponents. The Knicks are only one game over 500 for the over, but the Bulls on the road are 2017 and one to the under. And the Bulls have been just an under machine Mm -hmm. over the last couple of weeks. They're not scoring and the Knicks aren't scoring Cleveland. The game two days ago on the road, first game of the road trip uh, for the Bulls. The total was 223, went under by 31 points. 98, 94. Man, those are like, we call those cigar games where you just like the cigar <laughs> and you just sit and watch. Those are nice. Those don't happen that often. 30 point, 31 points under the last game with the same total I bet, which was 230, 223 and a half. Now it's 219 and a half. But at my number, how do you feel about 223 and a half bulls and Knicks or are we CLV society in the trash can? No, I like it right now. I mean, we're going to bet this to go over. Are you nuts? No way. <laughs> this is the problem. Like the last couple of weeks of the NBA, you bet the obvious things and people in, you know, gambling, Twitter and all this stuff are like, oh, you shouldn't bet that. That's going to, no, just bet it. Like if you're going to bet it, bet it, you know, and like you said, there's some bad games today. Bet the games that you feel a little more confident in that might have some, um, you know, things to go off of than randomly trying to pick like, you know, who's playing tonight in San Antonio, Houston. Mm. Like it's some random shit games. You mm. don't need to bet those. Mm-mm. This is a good number. Um, I mean, people listen to the show a little bit later, you're going to go, Oh, well, you know, that number doesn't exist. Should I not bet it? I don't know what the stop point is. You know, I mean, it's four points. NBA total. You just said it won by what? 31. Yeah. Under by 31 points. Yeah. I'm not saying these numbers don't mean anything. They do, Mm -hmm. but it's not something to sweat. Maybe four points, unless you're betting a lot of money, you want to get the best number, not advocate, just play it if you want to play it, but Mm -hmm. don't not play it because it moved four points. I, I think, I, I mean, we're betting this under 223 and a half. I think under 219 and a half is probably okay too. Like it. Like it a lot. Yep. Favorite thing about today is what? So uh, I went and hung out with a guy who was in town uh, yesterday at Red Rock. And Mm. then I went to dinner with the kids and we went to Grimaldi's. Um, Talked to 
the guys that run the Grimaldi's just said, maybe, you know, we'll talk about doing a show from Grimaldi's if he wants Ooh. for us. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was great. But we sat there and, and the kids started telling dad jokes, which was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So this morning, you know, and Kendall is a character. She's eight, but she's got that. She's got the timing already down. She's <laughs> she's hilarious. She's my kid, 100 percent. But, you know, they gave her the nickname at school, Sharpie. That's her. That's her nickname, and she likes it. Why? So she's she's a little sharpie. It's off a of Sharapan. Oh, okay. Know. I like that's, that. So that's what they called me when I was a little kid, sharpie. And now really? they call my kid that. Yeah, just random. Just random. She you came guys home. Should, you guys should go get a Seth Davis T-shirt. This so exactly. He, I asked her what guy. color sharpie do you want to be this morning, and she was like, I don't know. What are you talking about? And I'm like, well, We're going to we're going to be sharpies. You got to be you know this and that. But she left me with this, and I said, oh, this is going to be my favorite thing about today. She told the joke last night. It actually broke me up laughing. So this morning, she said to me, uh, Daddy, what was that? What was your favorite joke we told last night? I'll tell you. What did the bull say to his son when he left? And I was what? like, I don't know. Bye, son. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> good. That's pretty good. That's so pretty, this morning she goes. Madeline tells school. these tells these jokes too. I don't know why these yeah. kids think they're so funny, but every I, once in a while they're like, "All right, that one hit. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that works." Yeah. yeah she funny. goes. She, so she goes to leave today, and I said, "Hey, bye, son." She goes, "Bye, son." That's, and like that's how now we're saying goodbye today was bye, awesome. son. So there you go, bye, son. It's that's too bad it. there's not a team left that's like Bucknell oh. or somebody still oh. playing. You go ahead and bet them today. <laughs> Just go ahead and jump in. Say, "Oh, bye, a sign." You got to bet the bison. Maybe bet the Sabres. Are, are, are the Sabres playing today? Sabres are playing today. Oh, Maybe it's the sign to bet game. the Sabres. Oh, please don't do it. Oy, oy, oy. It's a bad hockey game today. <laughs> Good to I go mean, ahead. Go ahead see, and do Buffalo's that. playing Chicago. Buffalo's plus 145 against Chicago. Might be the sun at the Chicago. Who just saved the night season over the weekend. The you guys, Hawks. we didn't even talk about that. It was a three nothing game. <laughs> I tweet Vegas sucks. Vegas scores. Then you go four. out. Vegas score. Then I go out and I come back and it's four four. Vegas scored four goals unanswered in the third period. They gave up the tie game. They go to overtime and they get the game winner five four in overtime and literally saved the season for the Vegas Golden Knights. You're welcome, Vegas. My crazy, ridiculous conversation was I saved your season. My stupid tweet. Thank saved. You. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, my favorite thing about today, and, and this is because we're getting almost, we're getting done with basketball is that we're now getting into, and we have to, at some point do this, this week, Dave, um, you know, we're, cha- we're, we're changing seasons. So tomorrow, if it works, it's going to work out, but tomorrow we're going to bring on our newest props.com podcaster oh really if it works okay so i can announce this now we haven't announced it on social media yet i haven't asked anybody if i can announce it or not but i'm going to announce it because it's going to happen and it's going to happen really quickly what the hell so dubsy who we met in los angeles yes dubsy anderson dubs anderson former pga tour caddy yeah one of the most energetic infectious personalities i have come across in a very long time yep and so you guys don't know this, but the, 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 the non-camera, non-Bostonian versus the book part of my job is to help build these podcasts that we're doing here with props.com. And so 
we meet them. And I know in my brain, I have this idea for props golf. I want a golf picks podcast. I think the market is going to be small at the beginning, but I do think it's going to explode. And frankly, I don't have the bandwidth to pay attention to golf. We need a golf guy for our show. Yep. <laughs> like we need someone who's going to come on and tell us. And so he's been doing it on sports grid. Yep. And I'm loving what he's doing on sports grid. And I'm like, man, it's like, do you want to do this podcast with us? And in typical Dubsy fashion, he's like, let's go, mate. Like, I think it's just all fire, all energy, all exciting. So over the weekend, we just, we just finalized it. And we're like, hey, like, let's do this. And he's like, yes, let's do this. So I tried to get him to come to, to Vegas this weekend. He couldn't figure it out. He couldn't dang it. get it done. But he was going to, I was trying, like, that was just come Saturday. We'll hang out. So he's in Los Angeles. Yeah. And he will be doing a two- drop podcast a week for us. He's going to do a Tuesday night or a Monday night into Tuesday morning. Look at the field. So when the yeah. numbers come out on Monday, he's going to break it down, go over it. Video audio podcast, 15 minutes props golf hosted by dubs. Anderson will drop coming up here. It'll be up on Apple this week. I'll tell you guys all the details if you're big golf betters, but this dude is so fun Yep, because golf betting can be a bit dry and golf can uh, be dry. Yes. And he's the opposite of dry and he's the opposite of boring and he's yes. just pure energy. And so we thought about, you know what? I've said this before. We've talked about this on our show that there is a need in a way of a mid tournament look like after Thursday, Friday, heading towards the weekend. How do you get the, the odds all change because the yes. field's cut in half. So now where's the value? Now, where can you look and find head-to-head matchups or outright winners going into the weekend? So he's going to do a Friday night pod after the round ends for round two, heading into the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, that will drop on Saturday morning, first thing. Really, it's going to come out Friday night. We'll put yeah. it up right away. We won't, even, we won't even wait. We'll just put it up right away. So it'll be out Friday night and then into Saturday morning. So you'll have that two times a week from Dubsy here with props and he'll be on this show a ton including yep. well hopefully tomorrow yep. and then about tomorrow wednesday we'll figure out what time he can come on but then we'll do that so for me today my favorite thing about today is that i get to set that whole podcast up <laughs> and we get to get going and who's gonna translate it you don't need to translate it it's phenomenal he, he talks so fast and he gets so excited he comes up i tell me he he starts his he says his own words like he creates his own actual words i'm like dubsy you're going to have to slow down a little bit. He's like, we play fast, Davey. We play fast. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's phenomenal. Goes, it's, it's, it's the best. The it's accent be alone. People are going to love it. The accent alone is tremendous. Oh, and if best. you haven't, if you're watching on YouTube right now, we have an interview with him from, from LA, uh, from Radio Row. Oh yeah. Go watch that. Go yeah. watch that. You can see us talk to him. It's the first time I met him. And it's the first thing in my, you know, almost like see it in my brain, like the light bulb <laughs> in my head as we're talking to him. I'm like, okay. Yep. This <laughs> Did this can work? Like I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm buying stock in Dubsy. I, yep. I, I like it a lot. I, I think yep. it's a unique thing. It's a cool thing. It fits. And you know, we're, I was trying to find out different angles. I, I got a friend of mine who really wanted to do it and was really adamant about it. And I was just like, I don't know if it works. I don't know if we can do it. And then he wanted to do it with me. And I was like, I don't. I can't pay attention like this. I just, I, I can't. Golf is its own beast. It's hard. You yes. gotta be living it. You gotta be in yep. it. You got to watch it. You got to devour stats. You can't do baseball and golf. That's what I've determined. It's like one or the other. 
And well, you I can, want- but then you got no life. Oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> like that's okay, what, you can. That's, you're dead. That's what I did at a risk room. You had to devo- You yeah, had to dead. really pay attention, and it's it's it so takes hard. over your life. I mean, around a golf, you're going to golf hours, outside for real, right? This, this, yeah. you can't. You can't do this. No, no I, I, so I knew it wasn't going to happen. I was like, it can't happen. So. I was looking around going like, I can't do a podcast. I can't do a golf podcast. We got to find someone to do a golf podcast. And then the answer is like, who? And like for any, any podcast idea I've got, the always answer is who? And I don't want to hire just anybody to do it. I want somebody good. So like we have our first event coming up here for the final four with props, Arizona and Doug Franz and uh, Papa bear and Sean Lockhart. They're going to be out at boondocks in Arizona. You ever been to boondocks in Phoenix? It's a big bar down there. And everyone, when, when, when I told the guys where our event's going to be on Saturday, they were like freaking out. They were so happy. So oh, it's a big part. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I have to see where it might it's be at. I might've yeah. been there. I'm so not- it's a big, it's a big bar. It's, it's Sean Lockhart goes there a lot. Actually. He's always, he's, he knew it well. And he was like, this is awesome. He's like, this is like my bar. I'm so excited. Oh, so nice. okay. we're doing our first big event down there with those guys going out, watching the final four. So if you're in Phoenix, props.com, we'll be out doing a viewing party in Phoenix nice. with props, Arizona coming up on Saturday. So it's just, I don't know. I, I, I sent a letter. I'm a sap in a lot of ways. I sent a letter to our bosses over the weekend. I was just like, I just have to say thank you for this because this is so fun. <laughs> like what I get to do every day is so freaking fun. I get to do this show for two hours every day. And then I get to go work with people that I really respect. And we get to do a lot of fun crap. And we haven't even like touched the surface yet. Like of what we're doing. Like, you know, nope. we've got gear coming and we've got, you know, we have a big announcement coming probably this week. We'll make more announcements this week about stuff that's yeah. going on for the show. And like, there's growth happening and fast. It, Dude, it's, it's just moving. fun. I mean, either either it, it, the, the best thing you said to me over the weekend was, was, was like, look, either people are going to get on board as to what we're doing or they're going to get left at the station and we're going to just be comfortable with it. That's like, it. that's just sort of the, yeah. the it's just the truth. It's like yeah. people are going to ride this and realize where we're going and how fast this is going to change and how quickly the, the ground is literally changing under their feet. Yeah. And it's just fun. I mean, I, I, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. I mean, it's just get on board so fun as to everything that we're accomplishing and what we're doing. And we, this company is five months old props.com basically is a five, six month old brand, I guess, technically October of last year when this thing signed on, I came on in late November, Boston University of the book. We started December 13th, which by the way, we have to start thinking about what we're doing for our 100th show. Cause that is coming at some point in the next, I think this is show number 72, I think. Wow. So we're starting to get close to that. So we're going to have to do another little celebratory hundred show type of type of deal. So we haven't done a hundred shows yet. It's crazy where we are on. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. We have a lot of cool things happening. As I mentioned, hopefully get Dubsy on with us tomorrow. Talk some golf, talk about tiger, whether or not he thinks tiger actually is coming back or not. And then, I mean, getting to the Augusta and getting to the Masters is going to be a lot of fun. It's right around the corner, which is crazy as golf season starts. Opening day, we'll do some baseball tomorrow, Dave. Opening day is rapidly approaching. April the 7th is like literally next week. I know. Literally next week. Like, <laughs> Got to do some work with the pitchers. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know the rotations yet. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really going to be nuts. We'll do that tomorrow coming up. If you guys haven't subscribed, go to Instagram and TikTok. Go look at the Bet Prep Prop of the Day with Jenna Garcia. Four in a row at Bet Prep. Sorry. Sorry. At Bet Props. Excuse me. At Bet Props for Instagram and TikTok. Subscribe to us here on our props.com YouTube channel. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Back tomorrow or Tuesday's Bostonian versus the book.